Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. I'm Jason. On today's show, we get into a whole bunch of nonsense. KJ, tell them what's up. Hey, hey, I'm KJ. And in this episode, we review our week by discussing the World Baseball Classic. More March Madness, Peeps, and Oreos, and Oreo Peeps. And that's just the first five minutes. Then, find out if we have a guest when we play. Do we have a guest? Here's a hint. We do. We'll talk with the king of the just-in-time jingle about all sorts of things related to the TK show and other important stuff, like where does he stand on Peeps? Finally, we'll wrap it up with a feedback segment for the ages, featuring a song by Brad Weiss, a large amount of your tweets and emails, and an even larger amount of ridiculous tangents. Today's show is brought to you by Red Apron. Different from any other color apron company that helps you in the kitchen, Red Apron is made just for those people who can't really cook and will eventually cut their finger when peeling, slicing, or chopping. And when you do, Red Apron is there for you. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, here we are again, Jason. Yes, we are. What's up? Good is up. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Good is up for me, too. Good. You know why good is up? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I know why good is up for me. Oh, you mean you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. tell me why good is up for you. Because Team USA won the World Baseball Classic. Is that a thing? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's the that's the international baseball. Hmm. Um, okay, it's a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, and and it ended. Mm-hmm. And USA played Puerto Rico, and USA won. So all and the baseball. major league baseball players on Team USA and Puerto Rico had most of their players playing the MLB as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Japan was a heavy favorite, but. USA beat Japan to go to the final game with Puerto Rico. That's cool, I guess. Big deal. It, it, so is this is this really a big deal? Because um, I understand what those words mean. I don't like world baseball and classic. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I'm familiar with those words, but when you put them together, I'm not really sure. Well, if, I think they're trying. Let me to ask be- you this: If you have to put classic in the title of your thing, is it really classic? <laughs> it's not that classic because I don't think it's I think it's been only been going on since like 2006. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes more sense then. Okay. So gotcha. I think it's a way for them to try to just grow the sport of baseball. It's sort of like the World Cup is kind of how I think about it. But they put but it But yet less but like much less important. Much less important and it has the Worldwide, feel of being you. less important. And I love I, I baseball. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I think I think it's well established that I love baseball, right? I didn't oh, yes, watch a definitely. single pitch of this thing until <laughs> the the final game, the championship game. And it was a great yep. it was fun to watch it. But I think they won eight to zero. I, I went to sleep early. <laughs> uh, but they won eight <laughs> zip. But you know, they put it they the only time Classic. they can Classic. Exact epic. They could they should call it world baseball epic. 
there you go. Epic classic. But they have to, because they can't do it during the MLB season, they're pretty limited in when they can play this thing. And they put it right during spring training. So these, obviously these players miss their spring trainings, most of their spring trainings with their clubs. Now they'll go back and they'll have about a week left of spring training. Mm -hmm. But they put it right in there, right during the NCAA March Madness, which we have to give an update for that. Yeah, and that's a mistake. It's a big mistake. Everybody's watching that, that, including me. I'm not watching that either, but, you know, hey, I mean. I saw about two games, which is not how I necessarily like to do it, but I was on vacation, so, you know, I'm not going to watch March Madness while I'm on vacation. When are you not on vacation? That's a great question. Yeah, we'll get to that later, I think. I'm not on that vacation right now. Oh, okay. Although, you know, working with you and talking to you is kind of like a vacation, though. (laughs) (laughs) You can turn the sarcasm off now. (laughs) Um, I've still watched zero minutes of any um, college basketball game this year. Well, the feel I have from this tournament, and I've only seen a few games. The the games Mm -hmm. that I've seen actually have been good games. But it's not as exciting as it was last year. There haven't hardly been any or maybe just one buzzer beater shot. I think maybe just one. Actually, I don't think there's been any. It just hasn't been as compelling, which just makes me feel Mm -hmm. good about missing it. Yeah. No FOMO on that. No FOMO on that. Okay, so okay. let's give a brief update on this March Madness bracket, the the yes. you know the SOT pod bracket. Go I have ahead. I have an update on my bracket first. Okay, go ahead. Kaboom! <laughs> that's that's. I think I'm next to last, and then like third to last. Yeah, you're down there in our in our there. group. Yeah. Um, so I'm I not. I own a an SMU, by the way. Yes, and one of, and you picked SMU because they had the coolest logo, if I recall. Yes, that red horse is awesome. Yeah, it is. It really is a nice logo. That's classic. That is classic. So who is who is actually winning this thing for us? Okay, well, I'm, I haven't included the latest games in these standings in order to let Patrick Moffat gloat at least a little while longer. So he tweeted this to us, at Moffat Patrick, gonna mm-hmm. gloat while I still can. I'm leading the Speak Tangents Bracket Challenge and tied for fifth in This Show Stinks, which fifth is pretty impressive in that because I think they have like 4,500 people in their bracket, 5,000. Wow, that's that's much more impressive, yeah. So way to go, Patrick. So let's go over to the, let me pull up these standings. So I'm going to take a guess that Patrick is, his bracket's name is Mo Green Needs Glasses. New glasses. New glasses, yes. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a good one. Patrick is JoJo Wilkins 25, according to this, if Patrick is indeed <laughs> in first place. <laughs> okay. So he's leading the pack, um, and he has Arizona mm-hmm. winning, so his champion is still alive. Nice. At least I think his champion's still alive. And and just so people know, this is... This is prior we're we're giving updates prior to the second weekend of games yes yeah as of as of just the first weekend of games the first week of games these these are the these are the standings so far yeah so patrick's in first and then in second is um unrecognizable to me the bracket name is sej2 mm-hmm. so i'm not sure who that is yeah it's espn and then a bunch of numbers yeah and that person has UNC winning, so they're still alive. Yeah, that's a good choice. 
Third place is um, Little Rob Colpine or Colpine. I still don't know how to say that last name. Colpine. Colpine. Yes. The mm-hmm. official, um, should we say, swag master of this podcast. <laughs> you. I know you how can, much you, you like. You the, can say that. <laughs> I know how much you like the term swag master, or swag in general. <laughs> yeah, it's swag is. Is a problem term, but um, yes, Robert provides all the. Um, I, th- I think he does most of the uh, merchandise for the TK show. Yes, and um, he does some for a, a little podcast called Speaking of Tangents yes, as well does. that we'll get to. Yes, he yes. does. Um, so we've got a bunch of people tied for certain positions. So he's he's in third, and tied with him is um, mm-hmm. actually. Let me go back. Rob picked UCLA as the champion, so that that he's still alive. Yeah, looking good. As of, you know, this update. And yes. then tied for with him is Jolene Wojcik, I believe. Mm-hmm. And her bracket name is next. And But her <laughs> champion, Villanova, is out. Yeah. And then we have John Miller, I believe. Mm-hmm. JKM 5631. He is tied for fifth place, along with Jensen 660. And then mm-hmm. I, I believe the next one is Luke Overby with the bracket titled RPI is Dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's tied for seventh with I'm Sometimes Confused. I don't know. Is who, that a question? Uh, <laughs> I'm confused about that. Is that a question or a statement? Uh, it's a statement, but I went up okay. in inflection because I didn't know for sure what the last word was without clicking on it. See, all oh, I see okay. is all I see is I'm sometimes C O dot dot dot, <laughs> and he's and he's tied. So with, you were confused. Isn't that I was confused. Yeah, okay. And he's tied with John Fitzpatrick talking about brackets, brackets, and the Hall of Famer, and mm-hmm. then the next person is me. K J N M N. I I'm not familiar with this. Oh, it's you. Oh, okay. Yeah, ice Sorry. ice maybe. Who, who did you pick to win? Duke. They're out. Okay. My other bracket I picked, um, that my other bracket, Stuffing for the Win, I picked <laughs> Villanova, and they're out. Oh, so, you've, so you're, in, you're in the same boat as me, as both, both brackets, the team you picked to win is already out. Yes. Yes. And then um, right behind me is uh, who I believe is... Patrick Moffat, Bob Ryan's tinfoil antenna. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, um, in last place, actually, you're in second to last place with mm-hmm. confusion. Yep. And then last place is a bracket by Todd Takei entitled, I Want Last Place. Yeah, which I am, you know, hey, I I say go for the place that you want, and that's what he wants. I mean, that, yes, and that's, in fact, that's up to him. But he, our judges, our official judging panel, will have to rule on this at some point. Right, and you had you he tweeted, you know, I believe that a stellar day one performance has already guaranteed me last place. <laughs> and you, yeah, you stellar you you answered him, even though I totally approved. Like you said, the rules committee is looking into this blatant seventy sixers ask tank job. With yes. and you used an emoji of a bomb, and I was quite impressed. Oh yeah! I, I, now that I've figured out how to do those, you know, I'm 
try to include them every now and then to you know stay up with what the kids are doing. Yeah, I I am. Um, Which I there's do no too. kid using Twitter, so yeah. So <laughs> there's something else that we don't even know about. Well, maybe we should mention the prizes. Sure. Uh, Todd Todd says he wants last place. So should I go with last place? Should I say what last place is, or should I start at the top? Um, start at the top. All right. So start at the beginning. The winner gets. And all of the, so there's 10, 10 places. So all 10, 10 spots get a Speaking of Tangent podcast sticker. Yes. Produced um, by? Robert Coldpine. Pine. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Robert. Plus $5 Culver's gift card. Ooh. Second place, bump. Second place gets that sticker plus three dollars Amazon e card. That'll get you what? Man, three dollars. That'll get you nothing. Some Tootsie Rolls, maybe. <laughs> that would get you one package of Peeps, maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think they're like two sixty something on on Amazon, which is crazy expensive. Don't pay that for Peeps. They used to be ninety nine cents. I remember yeah, for a box. Those those dollar days are gone. Mm-hmm. Third place, sticker plus $2 Amazon e-card. Wow. Could almost afford a thing of peeps. Almost. Fourth place, sticker, a dollar Amazon e-card. How are we able to give out all this cash? I don't, I don't, where is this money coming from? Well, it's an e-card. It's not cash. Oh, okay. So so it's not real. Right. Fifth and sixth place, and I believe Luke Overby tweeted that these might be the best of the bunch. You get mm-hmm. the sticker plus a bonus surprise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, do you want me to talk? Uh, I'm not going to tell what the my bonus, because my, there's two bonus prizes, right? Yes, two bonus. Fifth and sixth one place. For, one for fifth and one for sixth. Yep. And one of them will be something of my choosing, and the other will be something of your choosing. Yes. And should I say what my... My my thought process is on this without saying what it's actually yeah, going to be. Yeah, give give a little hint. Let us get into okay. your mind. I'm going to go down into my basement, into the storage area, and pick something out and ship it to your house Perfect. that I don't want anymore. So you know what, what they say, and you know what I mean by they. <laughs> yes. Um, they. Another man's junk. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure you know what they say? <laughs> Because it doesn't sound like it. Um, one person's treasure is another man's junk. No. <laughs> All right. I think I, Close, I think again. you know what they say. Take three. <laughs> another man's junk is another man's treasure. I think we need to one move man's, on. <laughs> one man's trash is another man's treasure. I think is. Yes. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me Twice, Shame won't on get me. fooled again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> that what George Bush said. Seventh and eighth place gets a sticker. Strategery. Huh? <laughs> Not <for> mine. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, penultimate place. Sticker. Mm-hmm. Plus a signed limited edition CD of my ukulele cover album, On a Lark, On yes. a Whim. Yes. Signed by who? Me. Oh, Okay. Unless that, you that want to sign it, what I was that might be yeah, I, that might be better if you sign it. 
It would certainly be more limited edition if I also signed it yeah. because that would be one of one. We have exactly we haven't indicated who's going to sign that. Yes, yeah, true. Maybe. So it's signed. It's just not we're not sure about who yet. Right? Maybe the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Last place, and this is what Todd has, you know, blatantly said. I'm going for mm-hmm. uh, the sticker plus the one of one of a kind, one of one copy of your new album, The Calm and the Crush. Mm-hmm. Signed by me. Yep. So, I mean, yes. I think that's why he wants it. He want, you know, Your signature? My, yeah, right, of course that's right. why he wants it. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of your new album. Mm-hmm. Do you have oh, a, should I talk about it now? If you want. Uh, I actually finished it this week. Yes. And submitted it. I finished it a while ago. I've just been, you know, tweaking things and uh, submitted it to the publisher and the distributor. So... Supposedly, it'll be available, they're telling me, uh, in the next couple weeks. Awesome. And you've been tweeting out um, yes. some bonus tracks. Well, they're actually tracks from... I'm sorry, not bonus. Um, <laughs> not bonus. Well, they're bonus to people that haven't seen yeah. them yet. A bonus to People's Day. I've posted seven, something like that. Yes. Maybe eight. I can't remember now. Um, that's about half. There's 16 tracks on the CD, um, and... Those are just kind of like a preview of what I wanted to put up just on SoundCloud. And that'll be available until the album comes out um, and is available like on, should be available on, on Amazon and iTunes and Spotify, Pandora, I think as well. Oh, There's cool. like 150 like places that it'll be available for digital listening, streaming, purchasing, that kind of stuff. Uh, you'll be able to purchase an actual physical CD. I'll give all the details about that um, once I know it's available and can give the information on how to go listen to it and get it if you want. And uh, I don't agree with Todd that that's the best prize, but um, I appreciate him blatantly Wait a minute. tanking. You don't think my signature's that cool? <laughs> well, yeah, that makes it infinitely better. <laughs> you haven't seen and my I, signature. <laughs> it's, I, I bet it's pretty cool. It, it is. It's like I'm a doctor. Oh, Mm-hmm. Is it like one of those fancy ones with like big loops and it takes, you know, and you're like drawing faces and no, like no, no, no writing drawing. like little inspirational notes underneath it? I would, if someone timed me, I'd say my signature takes 0.2 seconds to, to <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very. So you're the Usain Bolt of signature writing. Yeah, you can't read it, but you can see, you pretty much can make out the K, J, and the O. Which is the, uh, the only thing that matters. Right, right, right. So My anyway. signature's a mess too. I, it changes like every time I write something. Sometimes I'll print it. Sometimes I'll sign it. Sometimes it'll be a bunch of script cursive looking stuff. Sometimes it's basically like a line with a few little squiggles. It's so each time is unique. Yes, it's all it's representative of all the personalities living in my head. Yeah. Okay. They so each have their own signature. I didn't mean. I, I mean, I did mean to interrupt you because I did interrupt you. So you know, when people say I don't want to interrupt, but yes, they do. But okay. Yeah. So I don't want you to be offended that you're, I'm interrupting yes. you. So now that I've I'm finished interrupting you, continue. Mm-hmm. You were talking about your album, and and you said you didn't think that that was you. You didn't think that that was. You were happy that. T- <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just say what, what was I saying? I'm glad I'm... you were saying that Todd. You didn't think that you don't know why Todd wants that so much or something like that. Yes, but I appreciate I appreciate yes. his effort, <laughs> and he is blatantly going for it. And I think that's funny. Yeah, and it. I should say that I think I can say that I have heard the whole album. Mm-hmm. You have, and it's great. So Todd, good luck in your quest to get this album. 
because um, I think you'd really like it. Well, I think the the penultimate um, prize, which I'm actually in line for right now. Yes, you which are. Which is your sign, yes. copy of your ukulele album, is also great and that people should be aiming for that as well. I mean, I guess it's too late to... You can't really submit a bracket now, Right, can no, you? you can't. But you know what? You, okay. you, you are on three or four of those tracks in that uke album. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And so my uke album is on SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. your preview tracks are on SoundCloud. Am I right? Yes, and our podcast is on SoundCloud. And our podcast is on SoundCloud. Mm. And Anita from Alaska, I thought I saw her tweet, what is SoundCloud? Yes, which I wasn't 100% sure if she was actually asking or if she was, if she was being sarcastic yeah. and joking with me. Yeah. But, you so know, I put, you know, it's the same as Audio Nebula, which is, you know. Yeah, which is, except it exactly Super dumb exists. of me, yeah. But most people don't listen to our podcast through SoundCloud. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. They're doing iTunes oh. or Stitcher. Yes, but that's where it ends up. That's where it first goes. Right, and eventually Google Play. Right, at some point. Um, we might maybe. be on Google Google Play. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that is the. Those are the prizes. And I guess I'm, we should know that. We should know that, but th- they haven't told us yet. Mm-mm. Um. And you know what they say? Exactly. On one man's jo- oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> so I'm super excited for your album. I'm sure you're relieved to have that done. It's yes, it's really cool, and I'll be excited to help you know share it when it when it comes out officially. You mean shill for me promote it because I'm terrible at promoting myself. Yeah, well, I'm not very good at that, but I will try my best. You you have been. Much better than me so far at it. So I, I appreciate you tweeting and retweeting the things about it. It's uh, It's been, you know, I've been working on this thing since September off and on. I spent, you know, the better part of the end of the last three months last year just recording, writing and recording. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where you put so much time into it and you want, I just want people to hear it. I mean, so hopefully if you have a Spotify account or, you know, Amazon Music or iTunes, whatever the iTunes, Apple Music, I think it's called, or Tidal. I think so. Or any of these streaming services, it'll be available on there. Um, if you're certainly, if you're a premium member, you'll be able to listen to it and stream it for free. Is what I've been told by the distributor. So, um, oh really? Okay. So hopefully, you can get it without having to actually put out any money. And um, you know, I mean, it helps me to you know say, hey, I, I'm you know down the road to make other stuff because I'm actually have a couple of other projects, actually three more projects um, in mind for. St- start that I'm going to start up maybe middle of this year, maybe sooner. Um, and if people, you know, purchase this thing or, or let's go listen to it and give me feedback and, you know, say, Hey, we want to hear more of this stuff or we want to do this that may, you know, that kind of motivates me to kind of do more of it. So if you like it, um, and you, if you listen to it and you like it, um, just let me know. Cause I, I'd, I'd appreciate hearing it and would help me to kind of say, Oh yeah, I need to do more of this. And if, you know, I get zero feedback, then it tells me, ah, I probably shouldn't do this anymore. So, well, I don't know about that. Either way, it's fine with me. Yeah. And I will say I have listened to it, and I like it. Cool. Thank I like you. it a lot. Now, back to the standing or the um, prizes. I've just got yes. one more thing to say about the prizes. 
must be a resident of either U.S. or Canada to win. If you are not a resident of the U.S. and are the winner of the first to fourth place, we reserve the right to replace the swag listed with an alternative swag of equal or lesser value. Finally, the swag listed above is an example of possible swag and does not necessarily represent the actual swag winners might receive. Lastly, we reserve the right to determine who receives said swag or any alternative swag at our sole discretion and no entrants have any recourse whatsoever. Enjoy. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was really good. Uh, well... <laughs> I, uh, I, so basically, what you just said is we we make the final decisions, and good luck if um, if we just if we rule against you, you have no you're screwed. Yeah. So good luck, Todd. Okay. <laughs> I heard that you tried. I saw, not heard. I read on Twitter that you tried some Oreo peeps. Yes, I did try Oreo peeps. And how was that? I mean, I already know, but I mean, for those of us, for those the, those listening that don't follow us on Twitter, uh, well, I how are those? I ate eight of them. So I did two. You ate eight of them. Yeah, I, I had two at a. So I when I eat Oreos, I always do two at a time. And I like use, two in your mouth at a time. No, no, just grab two out of the container and say, "Okay, that'll be enough. I'll just have two. <laughs> and then I usually. I think we've talked about this before. I usually unscrew the cookie and eat the cream out first. Yep. Yep. Uh, Well, I tried that with these. That is a valid way to eat an Oreo. Yeah. And I tried that with these. It was absolutely disgusting. So then Mm. I ate the second one as a cookie. And it was a little better, but not great. So then I kept eating pairs of two until I got to eight, hoping they'd get better. But they they never did. So then I finally quit. (laughs) So I have, I have an important question to ask. Yeah. So after the first two, you're like, this is not very good. Mm-hmm. So you went back for two more. That I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Did the experience even ramp up, like, even the slightest amount for the second set of two? Well, I was hoping that my so, t- I mean, Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if this was, like, trending upward slightly. So you thought eventually it might get to good if I get to eight. Or it was just like a flat line and you were like, I'm I'm going back again even though these are terrible. No, it was a flat line. I think what what I was thinking was I finally have treats in the house. I'm Ah, going to will them to become better because I'm eating them and I want to make it worth it. I want these to be good. I paid money for these things. Yeah. I I don't want to waste these calories on something that tastes bad. I'm going to... I'm going to fool myself into thinking these are good. Exactly. But I, I finally gave up at eight. I've been there. And now they're out of the house and have been donated to a certain workplace, and they're now gone. They've been consumed. Oh, so people at the workplace Ate them did right enjoy up. them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, you know, when I tweeted that out, Matt, I think Matt Vogel, Jen Babish, and John Miller and you were all going back mm-hmm. and forth about how they're – I don't think you've tried them, right? Oh no! All I have of made you my said you're novelty not, food yeah. combinations completely yeah. clear. It's that's that's no. You cannot. You cannot come. It doesn't matter how good Oreos are. It doesn't matter how good Peeps are. Which I I approve of both of them individually, separately. But you cannot. You cannot combine that and it be good. It just doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Why and it ruin? Wasn't. You, you, I feel like you're ruining both the Oreo and the Peep by putting them together. Because separately, they're so good. Exactly. Yeah, and they are really good separately, but they are not good together. And yeah. I think Ed Butt summed it all up quite well. 
So a couple of days later, Jen Babish tagged us because someone else tweeted about these Oreo peeps. And he Mm -hmm. said that they were disgusting or something like that. And Ed Butt said, people, people, stop it. Original Oreos are abstinence. No bastardizations. And I think that's, that's right on the nose there. That's perfect. That's exactly what, that's my stance on it as well. Yep. You just can't, you don't need to improve either one of them. It is what it is. Some people may not like them, and that's okay. But you don't, for the people that like them, there's nothing really that can be done to improve the Oreo, I don't think. And there's nothing that can be done to improve the Peep. Each is its own separate thing, and each has its own, like, lane. Stay. They need to stay in their lane and not have a, mm-hmm. like, this is not a peanut butter chocolate, you know, Reese's Cup situation. No, it is not. Where, not Because I enjoy chocolate, I enjoy peanut butter, and I enjoy them together sometimes but this is not that this is a no. a peep is a novelty food in a in a, in a in a sense in that it's and here's the other thing that we got into which I, it's good once one time a year mm-hmm. around easter you know march april we'll get to it later but it's it's just you can't you can't take that and spread that out over the entire year and expect it to work it only works. It's like the McRib. It it's, it's only works because it's only offered in a limited amount of time every year. Yes, but it, but it is. It, Matt Vogel tweeted us and clarified that peeps are now year-round items. Yeah, I refuse to acknowledge that. But he, so in my mind, peeps only happen once a year. Okay, but he said that eggnog yeah. is not, which I didn't know that. I thought maybe it was, but we talked yeah. about eggnog. I only drink it once a year, but, you know, I didn't know if it was available all year round. And yes. he's saying it's not. Good. Well, that that's they have made the right decision there. Yes. But you did say you can't improve upon, improve upon Oreos. The only thing I would say is if you made every package of Oreos double stuff, I think that could improve it. I can see that. There are people who lean towards the double and the single. I, I'm I'm an original single stuff Oreo. In, I'm in that camp. In fact, I'd say mega. Don't they make a mega stuff? See, I don't know if I can go with that. I love the mega stuff and the double stuff. But I'm not... Well, stuffing for the win is your name of when you're... Is that your bracket? Is that that was? Yeah, stuffing for the win. But that was <laughs> okay. referring to the stuffing at Thanksgiving time. Another one time a year... Or twice at Christmas. Oh, you Food. mean dressing. Okay, I got yeah, it Yeah, dressing, dressing, yes. Okay. Now, speaking of peeps, yes. I was on vacation when I saw you tweet this out, which I will now read. Uh-huh. This, this is from Jason Fuse at Judo Fuse. Mm-hmm. This mysteriously came in the mail today with a box of peeps, and you used a smiley face emoji. We might have to do a segment on Omaha Steaks next, KJ. And you tweeted out a picture of a bunny, a peep bunny, uh, rainbow colored of, not rainbow colored, but the colors of the original peeps is what I gathered from it. Yeah, as Jenny Robbins said, reminded her of Fruit Strike. strike Yeah, yeah. Which it it does. It looks like a. And you had the picture of the bunny Mm -hmm. strapped into the car seat with a seatbelt. Not the car yes, seat, my, just the back seat. Yeah, that's my that's my daughter. She she will not go anywhere in the car if she she 
when she gets a, like a new stuffed animal or a new toy, she wants to take it with her in the car wherever we go, and she will not. She refuses to ride in the car and put her seatbelt on unless we put the seatbelt on the toy too. So, which I find is. completely adorable. Yeah, which I, I'm totally in support of that because, and I encourage it because I'm hoping it will always lead her to, as long as she's on this, hey, you have to wear a seatbelt even for toys, then that she'll always wear her seatbelt and be safe, be safer when she's riding with other people. So that's good. It is good. The only potential problem I see with that is if you've got three people in the back seat and there's no room for a, a toy to be strapped Well, you in. just have to decide at that point, you know, odd man out if there's three people the person that you know is considered the least important by the other two is you know is that how it works onto the side of the car or yeah yeah okay the toy's got to be in the seat belt i mean come on now how long did the mystery last with the with with the peeps oh not long after i tweeted it um uh our friend anita in alaska tweeted me and said surprise which was great yes but really it was a mystery box because there was no like Information. There's nothing in the box, but the 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 the, and the toy and you know a couple of packs of peeps, mm-hmm. and then there was no like marking or labeling on the box whatsoever that indicated where it was from. And I was like, "What in the world is this?" So I was on vacation, so I didn't know. I wondered, you know, will I have a box of peeps at my house? Yes. And I sure hope that I'll have a box of peeps at my house. Mm-hmm. Um. So I get home, and I had had my mail held. So I got home on a Sunday. So I had to wait till Monday. And I come home from work on Monday, and there's a mysterious package on my front step. Also, nothing inside of it to indicate who it's from. But mm-hmm. it was a box of peeps with the toy. And the toy went to the dogs, and they love it. Nice. Yeah, I saw that picture. That was cool. Um. So, and the the peeps, I cannot confirm nor deny if they are still with us. (laughs) But I do want to say thank you, Anita from Alaska, for that awesome surprise. Yes, that was great. Thank you. And yeah, Omaha Steaks would be a next topic that we could talk about. We we, got to talk that up and tweet about that. Because I saw that peeps did like the 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 tweet that you sent out with the picture of the dogs and the toy? Yeah. They did the like peeps, that. The peeps company liked that. So, hey, you know, maybe we'll get some maybe we get some from from them next and then we can move on to like steaks and what anything else like products and food that they can ship in the mail that you like that we could talk about? Well, I've never actually had Omaha steaks. So. I haven't either, but I've heard they're pretty good. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else food that they could ship through the mail. Uh, I can't think of anything at the top of my head, but you know, Reese's peanut butter cups always, always could be. Oh yeah, that's true. I think what I'm trying to say is this podcast is for sale. Yes. If you want to ship us food in the mail, we will talk about your product. Yeah, and I wouldn't <laughs> mind being sponsored by Peeps. <laughs> oh, of course not. Absolutely. <laughs> we got to actually like it, you know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that much of a you know shill, but. <laughs> I don't think we would sponsor Oreo Peeps. Oh, no, no. But Oreos and Peeps. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. yes. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Why, yes, Jason, we actually do have a guest today. Surprise! Hey, good deal. 
He's a, he's a loyal little and jingler of the Tony Kornheiser show. He's a huge sports nut. He's a video editor and graphics guy. He's a musician wow. and plays a mean bass. He's been in a... N- Wait a minute. Is this me? <laughs> Am I a guest on the show? Or well, is this, maybe is this should... a this is your life moment? I don't know. Have this you been sounds in, like me. Have you been in bands titled Captain Crunch and the Raisin Bran Band? Or sympathy for the audience? <laughs> no, I can't say as I have. And That's really good. <laughs> so this man is a man of many talents. This is Steve Lipton. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Mr. Lip. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever been called a man before, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are over 40, aren't you? I am over. Yes, I am. That's true. As uh, then you're officially a man. That's right. You as, are officially a man, uh, as Gary would say. I'm yes. a man. I'm over forty. Yep. We're all officially men here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been in some uh, bands with some interesting names. So uh, sympathy for for great. the audience is uh, actually an ongoing concern with a buddy of mine, Matt. So you know that you that might pop up again. Nice. Cool. Uh, that's, that's, those are good names. <laughs> I know how difficult it is naming a band. Well, I, I know where that comes from. If I'm involved, the stupider the better. So, oh yeah, I like the silly things. I like the silly names too. That's I'm all about. So, if you've ever heard the show before, or or even if not, it still doesn't change the question. I don't know why I inter- intro it that way every time. But uh, the first question we usually <laughs> like to ask when we have a guest on is, how did you begin listening to Tony Kornheiser? Mm, okay. Did you, how did you get involved or aware of Tony Kornheiser? Well, uh, as KJ said, uh, um, I'm a big sports nut. So uh, I've mm-hmm. lived in the D.C. area mostly since 1977. And so back then, you know, there, ESPN was the sports page, the Washington Post. And so, oh, yeah. you know, Kornheiser came along a couple years after I moved here. And then um, he became a columnist. You know, so mm-hmm. it was, that's, you know, because until then it's mostly game stories and there's a, there's a lot of nice language and nice writing in that. But the, you know, when they, once they become a columnist, you really get to know the flavor of them. And at that time, yes. there was none of the sass that you get on ESPN where they're telling you a joke and they're telling you what happened and that sort of thing. It was all like the columnist was the, was the king. I'm sure Tony would say that. So it started with yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, being a local guy here... Um, they had a show, for a Redskins fan, and they had a show in the uh, in the eighties and into the nineties where where you know Kornheiser and Wilbon were on once a week. It was like Redskins Report, and then they had like Sonny Jerkison as the third you know the third guy. So it was fantastic. Yeah. It was kind of like PTI, I guess, before we knew what that was. Um, nice. And so you know, I was like, hey, I, I I'm kind of in the tank for this guy. Then he started the radio show in in the uh, in the early nineties, and and I I lived here, so I'd catch it catch it on the air because they ran it twice they, they'd run he'd do two hours and then they'd rerun it so sometimes and even back then they, they took calls and so i, I kind of get pissed <laughs> off if I, if I miss the the show where they're actually taking calls and and i wasn't around to, to call in or whatever it just felt like oh man i would have called in and said this not that i would have gotten on but you know so <laughs> you never know man from the beginning and and then he went to espn and 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 all that sort of thing and and listen to it you know whenever i could but it was only when i was in the car and, and driving to work so mm-hmm. you know, there were times when they moved like when they moved the show at 11 o'clock i couldn't catch it catch it uh in the car but that's the way it goes so been a fan the whole yeah. time 
did you ever listen to the replay and then start to call in and go, oh, no, it's the replay? Because I would have done that. That's, that, that's the way I, I kind of I, I I, I get lost in what I'm listening to. I would have. if, I, if I'm not the type of person that calls into shows a whole lot. So I'm not either. Uh, I mean, I know some people who are, and, and that's, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. I just, just uh, you know, I was like, oh, I would have, you know. But uh, so the answer is I, I thought that in my mind, but I thought a lot in my mind about what I would have said. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I usually do. Yeah, what I would have done is this, and then I just don't ever do anything. Yeah. Right, it's a lot better in your head. So is that Redskins report? Is that the one with was that was with George Michael, or is that something else? It was with George Michael. Oh, okay. It was with George Michael. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. then they, they had uh, in, in NBA time. I think they either had Aldridge or they had a guy named David Dupre. Dupree in... in uh, oh, yeah, David yeah, Dupree. Yeah, yeah one, of them, one of them would come on during basketball season. But I mean, you know, you're talking about Tony and and Mike Wilbon and then Riggins. It was fantastic, and it was I think Riggins was half lit every show. So because they would just, you know, he retired. Right. Oh, it was fantastic. He, you know, they just fly him down from New York, and and uh, you know, it was just it was a riot. And the Redskins were good back then too. So nice that helped. Yeah, there's a reason why PTI works so well is because those two guys. Cornerbacks and Wilbon have been doing that back and forth for probably twenty years or more before they even got on the air on PTI in the early two thousand. That's right, and right. I don't know if uh, so uh, on the Post's website before Raju gave him the big heave ho. They yeah. they would do like weekly once or twice, just a little little Cornerbacks Wilbon in the in the newsroom, kind of you know talking and and riffing back and forth and that sort of thing. They were just you know they were trying to get into uh, you know new media and all that. So it was kind of funny too. They they. Last gasp of their their employment at the post. They included that that's, as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you've been listening, and you've been you've been with Tony way before radio and TV. Another print print, and uh, yes. I guess TV uh, with the Redskins report, but way before PTI as we know it now. Yeah, I heard Joe Air talking about about that last week, yes. and and. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know whether this is embarrassing or not. I'm old enough. I actually still get the Washington Post every day, you know. And every once in a while, I'm like, I should cancel, whatever. But but it's just something about having the uh, you know having the actual paper in your paper hand in sometimes. Your hands. Yeah, that's nice. You know, I'm from that generation. And I'm old enough for that. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, do you get it at? Do you go out at three in the morning, or do you pay your guy to get it there really early to so be the first person uh, on it, the? Give him a tip. <laughs> To be the first person on your block roll to get a, it, I just roll a quarters, you know, at Christmas. It's, 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 <laughs> roll a quarters. That takes care of Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, I, I'm I'm fine if it comes in, uh, you know, before I go to work or whatever. That is that's just fine with me. Okay. You know, it's, it's not like I'm I'm sitting in there my with my slippers on, feet up, reading the paper. You know. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. You know, we mentioned in you know that very long, but. Really, rather impressive introduction, I thought. Um, that, <laughs> I was impressed. That you're also yeah, it was impressed. a TK It was good jingle. enough that Jason thought it was him. <laughs> That's right. It was good enough that Jason thought it was him. I'll take it. Um, so we know, you know, we've already established that you're listening to TK for a long time. But I, I'm, I, I'm a little confused. So we've got a good question here. So according to TKJingles.com, your first jingle was September 8th, 2012. So quite a while before the first credited jingle to 
to air by Carol Connolly's kids. That aired on February 27, 2013. So this begs the question, when, how, and why did you start this whole jingling thing? Well, uh, first of all, I, I, it's probably a typo. I probably screwed that up. But uh, okay. uh, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's better than any answer that I could have even imagined. That's perfect. But, uh, okay. So Check. We answered well, that one. Got, I first got involved when they, when they had a contest. So uh, Paul McCartney was playing National Stadium. And, oh, yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I knew of the mailbag theme. Now, usually I listen to the show. I didn't listen to podcasts at all. So when I was in the car listening to the show, and I usually didn't make it to the end of the show, but I I was familiar with the mailbag theme because I had done that enough. So mm-hmm. I, it was Paul McCartney. So I just took yesterday and sung the words to uh, you know got a karaoke of it. Sung the words to um, to you know. Uh, here comes Tony's mailbag. Uh, your emails, faxes, and your notes. You know, and the, mm-hmm. just went through the yep. whole thing. Put it in there. Never heard word one. I was like, well, okay, that's over. You know, it was fun. It was kind of cool. <laughs> and then about, I, you know, whatever it was, maybe November or December of 2013, I'm watching the local news, uh, Channel 9 here, and uh, there's a story about one of Jerry's songs. I think it was Candle in the Wind, the RG3 thing. Mm-hmm. And yes. they're like, oh. The yes. Because I never made it to the end of the show at that point. I, I do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of political ads doing video editing here in D.C., during that time mm-hmm. of year. So I had, I totally was totally zoned out on the show. And then I found out that, Oh my God, this is still going on. I was like, I've missed, <laughs> I've missed like a year of this. I, I could have been doing this. this yes. You know, so that was like, I got to catch up. And that was literally, you know, I got to do this. So that's yes. kind of where I, I went from zero to 60, you know, Right there. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. You mean like zero to like 160, <laughs> I think, is what you mean. Well, well TK so... Jingles tells me 136. The exact. <laughs> wow. Ah, very good. <laughs> so more than you and I both, right? More That's than me, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, and more than me too, yeah. Well, what I decided there was, um, since I had a lot of time to, to make up, I just mm-hmm. decided, well, and I think this is maybe 20, it was before, the year before the first Jingle Fest, so that was maybe 2015. Um, yes. That spring, I think I just decided, I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to jingle something every day. Because you said something <laughs> stupid every day. That's true. Uh, certainly. And I can appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so, so and, and I think, you know, I don't think Jerry appreciated it very much then. He may not appreciate it right now either. <laughs> But, I, you know, I think I was the, the it was like, these just-in-time jingles are just, this is not what I had in mind. And, and it's, you know, it's kind of funny with Jerry because I, I think this whole thing is not what he had in mind. You know, it sort of no. becomes, it's kind of like saying, you know, I wanted my kid to be a baseball player. And like, well, there, there, there could be a ballerina, you know. And like, well, I, I wanted this. Well, that's, that's not what it turned out. You just have to kind of roll with it. But I think <laughs> yeah. for a while, and don't get me wrong, Jerry and I uh, have a good relationship. I think we made our peace. But uh, for a while there, I think... I think uh, I was really pissing him off by like, hey, you're just talking about the news. You know, you're just, uh, yeah, but it was funny. <laughs> so. I think he loves, I think he loves it. I think he loves to hate and he loves to complain about it. And I think he, <laughs> I think he enjoyed it as much as, you know, I mean, I certainly enjoyed it because I, you were the first for me that reali- that made me go, oh, I should be listening Everywhere. the same day because at that point I was only listening to the podcast and, and when I started out it was a day or two behind and then I when when I was like wait a minute how how can I how can I even be in this if someone is jingling about stuff 
that is on the show the day before I even hear the show. Exactly. Well, my, my theory was there are people who are funnier writers, better writers than me, and there are certainly people that can sing better than me. So if I could get it out first, then, you know, then, then maybe it would be okay. You know, or maybe it would make the air. <laughs> You know, if, if, if you, you know, there's a little bit of like, if you get it out there, well, maybe it'll just not just discourage other people from doing it, but just like, all right, well, at least that's in, you know, it's, it's turned in. So you get, yes. you get points for punctuality or whatever. Oh, and I, th- I think it was, I think it was great for injecting some lifeblood into what, into the whole jingle thing. Um, Cause it's certainly when I would see you put something on the site so fast, I'd be like, I, I got to listen when the show comes out. And then I've got to, you know, if something jumps out at me, I need to jump on that. It really it really kind of motivated me and jump-started me because I think at the time I was doing maybe like one every couple of weeks, um, and this was like into the beginning of the spring. And then when – I think the first one I heard of yours that played on the show that I remember was one to uh, the Steve Martin song, King Tut. That was my first air jingle. Oh, okay then. Yeah, that, there you go. Wow. And then I was like, wow, this is really funny. This is cool. And then like the – was it long – it wasn't long after that that the um, – quick turnaround next day things started happening right. was it i, I think, yeah. I think and that's, then that's right. when i was like yeah well i was turning them in yep. and i was putting them on the site but they just they weren't getting aired until that and then they oh you tell me about that yeah yeah i know all about oh, that yeah, that's fine but the, the the weirdest part was well so when that jingle aired people were calling yep. my house like i won the lottery <laughs> It turns out that I've got a lot of little friends yeah people were, I, I had that's awesome some couple a couple down the street um uh the Durandos, if they're, if they're, hopefully they'll, they'll listen. Jane, hi. Um, they called me, and the, and the husband and the wife were both on the phone, like like when you call your parents from college, you know. They were both yeah. like, "Oh, this is the greatest <laughs> thing. This is awesome." And I didn't know you were little. And uh, that's really cool. The, the, the yes, thing it's is, very, though, it's uh, very cool. uh, unfortunately, I had to explain to my wife what was going on then at this at this point because we really hadn't. I kind of. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, pumping out the jingles in the basement when everybody was asleep, and it was, you know, not really a huge change from usually practicing guitar or doing whatever. But yeah, then, you and I are a lot alike because I was doing the same thing. Well, people, and then it got on the show, and I, and I was like, uh, I want her to hear this, so I guess I should tell her I'm doing these dumb songs. Well, it was even worse <laughs> for me because I say uh, I say to her, well, yeah. You know, and there's this website too, this TK Jiggles. It's run by this guy, Jerry Negrelli. And she goes, Jerry Negrelli. And I, I'm like, Did you date him? She goes, His his kids go to my preschool. My wife is that's funny. Director of a preschool, <laughs> and Jerry Michelle's kids go to the preschool. So, wow. so she looked at me like I had three heads when I said Jerry Negrelli. And I have no idea why I even told her the name, but but. Uh, so then, and then it was kind of like, well, this is going on, you know. And then, you know, a few months later, at Jingle Fest, and it was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like she she was hanging out with a couple other people who were like, this is real. Like I, I know my, you know, my spouse told me about this, but I didn't think it was like really happening. And this there's is like real. people here from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, I think there were many spouses there that that, um, that first Jingle Fest that were like, I got to come just to see this insanity. Yes. What is going on here? Exactly. Oh and it was. I actually really well. I, I didn't pay enough attention to it. I showed up late. I really wish I had to come at three o'clock and sort of met everybody and all that sort of thing. Because I was kind of like, oh wow, this is kind of going on already. Well, if so, I remember right, Steve, didn't you have a high school reunion the same night? It was my my uh, my high school reunion. I think my thirtieth high school reunion. And, wow. And uh, so so I was like, uh, is it what does it say about me that I'd rather? 
come and meet a bunch of people, hang out with a bunch of people I've never met before, yeah. then I was like, well, I, I really can't do that. Um, and and uh, so and it was up in up in Maryland. It was about forty five minutes away. So I went to Jingle Fest for for uh, you know an hour. But it was great mm-hmm. because Jerry's like, you can do one song, and it was great. Well, I only got to yeah. do one song. Do one song. Drop the mic. Get out of there. And I, you know, I mean, and it was great. I remember. <laughs> you crushed I remember, that that's one, one of the moments song. that stand out to me. Yeah. Well, you know, when you can't sing, and you know, it doesn't sound any worse. So <laughs> I, I've never been uh, shy about about. Uh, having fun performing, whether whether I'm great at it or not. Um, That's awesome. So I was like, you know, I, I'll ham it up. I mean, there's Tony right there. I'm singing to Tony. Why don't I beg him to, you know, come back or whatever it was. I, it was an Eagles song. It was Take It to Rehoboth One More Time, whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. And so uh, it was fun. And then it was like, hey, I'm out. You know, that's <laughs> kind of the, the Seinfeld. Um, jo- uh, Leave it on a high note. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm out. There you go. So... <laughs> It was good. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that that I, I believe that your performance was the first one where someone really like really got it. I mean, there were some great ones before that. I think KG lit up the whole thing and just crushed the vocals. But you, when you got up there and just went over the top, I think it kind of opened up the whole like every performance after that. People were like, "Well, I I got to do more now <laughs> to yeah. compete with that." <laughs> well, that's and so it kind of blew it open and yeah, it like kind of opened it opened it up a little bit. So uh, it, was, it was it was great. That showed an even liver because. Uh, you you guys had it going on between you and Rob and and, uh, and Mr. Overby. You guys were unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was props. Uh, that was that was ridiculous and fun and dolphins and <laughs> <laughs> or swordfish. I guess <laughs> I don't know what it was. Right. Yeah, the swordfish and the dolphin and the shark. Oh. I've still got two of those somewhere. I bet you do. In fact, somebody may get that as part of a March Madness oh. bonus prize in our. Speaking of tangents, pool, you never know what might come in the mail. <laughs> Only barely used. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's vinyl, so you can wipe it off. <laughs> so, speaking of these silly jingles, mm-hmm. we've sort of established that most of us have some sort of method, or maybe several methods, or sometimes, I guess, no method at all of how we write these silly things. What's your method? What's your method to your... Do you have a method to your madness, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, I, I would usually, uh, to me, and I think I heard a little bit of this from, from Joe last week, I, I start with the title. I mean, for me, yeah. it's usually a, a play on words with the title. Yeah. Um, and, and if that, mm-hmm. you know, title or, or the chorus, you know, sometimes the title, the songs aren't, don't have anything to do with the, with the, with the hook. But uh, right. if I make that work, then that, that's, and it's like 50% of the way there. And I kind of tend, I tend to write fast. I try to anyway, because if, if, if it's too much work, then I'm just, it's, it's not working sometimes. Right. But, uh, I, I'm totally, yeah, I believe, I'm, I'm yeah. in for that. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I think, I think there are people like, for instance, I, I, you know, Rob, when he writes, I think he makes things better and he'll go back and maybe add, mm-hmm. add uh, bigger words or, or, I mean, he's fantastic. I, for some reason, I think I, if I, if I get something 85% of the way, 80% of the way there, that's going to work. You know, that. That's that's fun. Oh yeah, and I always feel. Oh, if I'm over fifty fifty, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> and and I feel like uh, my verses. I, I'll I'll try to shorten a verse and, and get get to the chorus because the choruses are usually yeah. the funny ones that work. And so lately, I've just been like, you know, maybe just half a verse is enough. You know, especially with the with the minute, the minute uh, challenge. Oh yeah. So uh, definitely. Well, Steve, you know, you're so good at editing. You can do stuff like that where you can just cut a verse out. That's that has actually been quite handy. I, I I do enjoy that, and sometimes actually, 
some of the other jinglers, I don't want to bust anybody, but sometimes they'll send me stuff and I'll cut it down. You know, either it has vocals on it already, but it's a minute seven or, or like, hey, I got this track, but I, you know, I want to cut something here. Mm-hmm. All right, sure, I can, I can do that. You know, anything for the, for the, you know, the the betterment of TK Jingles. Oh, I um, I have been known to maybe do that too. Um, not the editing part, the sending and requesting. <laughs> uh, well, everybody's got to play their part, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, if I yes. edit it, trust me, you'd Absolutely. hear breaks in the action. You'd hear, I don't know what you'd hear. It would be bad. So I'm always oh, in awe. You've sent me some edits before that are good. I'm always in you, awe when people some that can are good. do it, though. And it's just seamless. Well, like, that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, actually, that's how you yeah. know you're done when you're editing. I mean, really, it's 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 more that about you what you tell leave you out. Edited. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's more about right. what you, yep. gets left out. So. You know, well, we'll get you there. We'll get you uh, working on it. It's a, it's a fun skill. Well, I've, I will Absolutely. say that I've improved since the beginning, but it's still not great. Well, I mean, when I first started jingling, I was my voice had like, you know, two hundred percent reverb on it because I didn't really know much about. Prof- <laughs> you know. I mean, the stuff I would do to try to hide my voice because um, I've got plenty of. Uh, 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 power for it but uh but pitch is always pitch and tone have always been is you know trouble for me so i was like well i'll just hide it with a bunch of reverb maybe that's not <laughs> such a good idea so you, it's a, it's an evolution editing's just like like uh working with garage band or whatever it is that you're using so mm-hmm. but, yeah uh, yeah the more you do it the better you usually get at it yeah or at least you know what doesn't work and a lot of times that's most important go. hey get rid of that all that stuff and try to get something mm-hmm. that does work so so do you, uh, of all these 136 jingles that you've done, and this, that doesn't even include your collaborations, some of them, do you have sure. a favorite jingle you've done or a jingle you're most proud of or a jingle that you felt like, man, I wish that one would have aired or anything <laughs> like that? Well, well, usually the jingle I'm most proud of is the one I just finished. You yeah, know? well, um, that's good. That's good. Well, those, <laughs> that's, yep, I know exactly what like, oh, yeah. I, I love those. I love those, but, you know... Uh, you know, probably the one that that was uh, being a just-in-time jingler. I think the the best one for me was probably the the hotel with two bathrobes, just because mm-hmm. they were hotel actually California. yeah right exactly they they were it was a live show because they were out of the Super Bowl and so they got to sort of hear it live and it was a quick turnaround jingler uh, jingle and it was just uh you know that the timing was really good for that um uh as, you yes. know I mean there's listen everyone that a lot bunch of them that didn't air. God, you're like, oh, I really wish that would have aired. But, you know, they, they, uh, it's, and that's why it's great that we've got TK Jingles because they're there. Right. And, and someone can find them or every once in a while I'll, I'll get, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get a email from somebody, you know, or a comment about something that's been up there forever. And like, this was really good. You know, I can't believe this didn't air or, you know, I just really appreciate it that it's, that it's there. Um, T Chapel Aldrich, uh, Sent me uh, something. I, I, he was a big Beatles guy, and he sent me something on uh, on a just a little little jingle that I did that never really went anywhere. And it's just kind of nice to know that somebody's listening. I think that one was definitely. Uh, the and this still sh- uh, this show still stinks or something like that. It's some you know, and your bird can sing cover because he's a real Beatles guy, oh, yeah. and it's just yeah. like he really liked that one. Never made the air, but you never know sometimes because you know sometimes you, you do a great jingle when somebody else does or theirs is a little better or just had Nigel's ear or, or Michael's at this point. So, 
talking about. Yeah, just who it was kind of sometimes you're like, it's just whatever they choose that particular day or week, and then it gets too far behind, especially when it, we were doing like more of the quick turnaround mm-hmm. right. news-related stuff. If you're in that, if it doesn't air within the first three or four days after the show that, that spawned it, it's probably not going to come back around. Right, exactly. And, right. and so for a while— And there's only so many they can play. Right, exactly. Especially in this new format. You know, once in a while they would take a segment and yes. they would— they play 10 or 12, and that was fantastic. It was always great to be included in the group. Oh, there. those are some of the best the best days. I yes. loved it, you know? Yeah, they were great. But, as far as from Jingle's perspective. Right. But I've done some bad ones, too. <laughs> oh, I've uh, done some yeah, bad ones. we all have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. One you could don't get say over 100 without bad. doing some bad ones. <laughs> they're all, they, they all stink. Yeah, they all Not stink. Not all of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank right, you, right. For, qual- you know, for clarifying that for me. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Clarification, that's what I do. That's <laughs> what we seem to do, but actually it's what everyone else seems to do after we, we post. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites that Steve and I worked on was the um, Satch Keeps Track, which was yes. the ACDC right. public enemy combination where I rapped, and then Steve did his, did the incredible you know, ACDC. <laughs> Brian, yep. What's his name? Brian. Brian uh, Johnson. I Johnson. Think, yeah. yeah, Brian Johnson impression, which is incredible. I mean, if you haven't heard his version, uh, you did a version, of, you did a jingle to the original Black, Back in Black, right? <laughs> I did, which was... Okay. Uh, it was about was the Uber Black, air. and they played it. And Tony's yes. like, "I love the writing, but I can't understand the words." Can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, he's reading he like it. Read, he's reading it he along. Annotated it, read it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I jingled about him doing that great. the next day because I, I took uh, "Killing Me Softly" and made "Red Along Softly" with my song. It was, uh, you know, that's it was like funny. I, th- I thought in a way that's pretty good because I kind of got Tony to jingle himself. You know, exactly. Yes. So, in a way, yes. in a way, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll take that as a as a victory. But they played the song, oh, absolutely. So, you know, and it, but that it's a good thing to you know uh, to say. You know, it's fun to imitate everybody, but sometimes it doesn't really work for playing it on air. So I, I kind of was like, well, maybe I should pull back on that a little bit. On ACDC, anyway. You know, <laughs> that's just a gift that I figured out I had in in eighth grade, and uh, and I, back then it was much stronger too. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what the gift or the curse you would say. Yeah. No, no, that's, it's a gift. That's called a that's a that's a gift, but a curse to your throat. <laughs> that's that's, to be, that's that what I true. think. Every time I and hear I think it, I think, how does his throat not kill him? The truth is, you actually have to work up to it. Like the first three or four takes, you don't have that sandpaper quality enough until yeah. you really, you know, really get it. Because you still, you still gotta. I mean, he's screaming, but you, you still gotta have the right pitch and to make it work and there's a little bit of squeal in there too so you know it's 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 a fine line between stupid and clever exactly absolutely (laughs) you hit the line on that one that was great Uh, one of my favorites i appreciate it being included steve one of my favorites that you've done is the three dogs he's buried i don't i don't know what the title of that i mean is it three times a lady is that the title that's right the commodores Right. I had okay. just gotten a, a, a kind of a some singing advice from, from a friend of mine that's a professional musician. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try to sing the Commodores. You know, it did help, though, actually help with the keys. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that whole story about, well, I've buried three dogs, so, you know, I'm qualified to have another one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Know, that's like such ridiculous Where does logic. Where that come from? It's, yes, ridiculous uh, logic is a good way to put that. I'll say that you know, for me, I mean, they're all the jingles are fun, but the ones where where he says something patently ridiculous and you have an idea that just seems to drop from heaven, those are the ones that 
really, yes. really work. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, and, and those yep. are the ones like, oh, this is great. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go go hard on that. Um, yeah, you know, and and you know, like I said, you you like them all, but I I my my most recent jingle. Now, I sound like I'm promoting it, but I just did something about about the glove. Um, oh, and it, I haven't it, it, heard that yeah. story yet. Well, it was not much of a story, you know. Basically, it was like, ah, uh, I lost my glove. I called Michael and told told about it and told him about it, you know. <laughs> okay. And, and yep. that was basically the story. He <laughs> mentioned it a couple times. So uh, I took uh, "After the Love Is Gone" by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire and made it "After the Glove Is Gone." <laughs> oh wow! Uh, nice. And and that's yeah. good because there's lots of different voices. There's, you know, they have falsettos and low parts mm-hmm. in this part, and that was the fun fun of like imitating everybody in there. And oh, they're double tracking here, and this is just one voice, and you know, but it, just. Getting that title that made it like all right, this is going to work. It's going to be good. I'm uh, I'm going to make it happen. You know that that that's the fun to me. It's like this is this yes. is this is like almost I could, even though I haven't written it, it's like already in the can in my head. You know, absolutely. Yes. That's yep. the creative fun. That's where the creativity comes in for me is just coming up with the uh, the initial idea that seems like to hit you like you said it drops out of heaven. It's like a lightning bolt, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have to do this now. Right. So, yes, and I have. I can't get it out of my head with me, until I do it now. Yeah, I, <laughs> absolutely. And usually with me, I'm like, okay, I got to do this because obviously this is such a this idea came to me so fast that probably three other people have this idea at the same time and they're going to do it. So I have to do this this afternoon and record this yes. tonight and have it posted before tomorrow, <laughs> before three other people post this exact same song idea. And of course, it rarely, I think, once it's ever happened like that with me. But it's just the idea hits you so, and it seems so obvious exactly yep i know exactly what you're talking about extremely right. obvious it's like you know that's that's it that's the idea. gotta do yeah. it yeah that's and right just, you gotta do it and then you start thinking about like oh i could have done this you know instead yeah, of that yeah. like gl- yeah. glove is all you need i was like oh i could have done that or you know glove is all around all right but yeah i picked one and went with it you know yeah and s- yeah 50 of the world's songs are about love <laughs> yeah, in some ways yeah yep and and steve one of your Jason mentioned this earlier, but with your quick turnaround jingles, for for when I would hear, because I was on a podcast delay because I couldn't right. hear it live, of course, living where I live, and um, so I never even tried to do turnaround jingles. Not I shouldn't say never. I tried to, but I was always a day late. So when I would see Steve posted as a jingle, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do one now because Steve took care of that. I don't have to do this one because Steve took care of that. And it wasn't like I was upset, like, oh, Steve did that, so I can't. Because, you know, we all know that we can do. I think Jason mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We all did when Tony went on about his hoarding and the junk, not throwing away. We all did one. But it was sort of like, oh, Steve took care of that creativity for me. So I love it. <laughs> I did a junk one just because I hadn't done one and everyone else had. I was like, well, I, I, should, I should throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I might have to do a glove one because that story okay. sounds ridiculous. It, it really wasn't much, but it was, it was enough that they mentioned it and they were kind of giving them a little crazy. Like, well, I'll go to Rehoboth and get new gloves, you know. But I don't, I don't really need to get them now because it's spring and that sort of thing. But I was cold. My hands were cold, you know. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happens when it's, you know, 30 degrees in D.C. and it's snowy and you, you lose your glove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Now, speaking of gloves. Um, Uh-oh. I can't wait yeah, to hear where exactly. this is going. I, I, you said you're a huge sports nut. That's correct. And you. Oh, nice segue. So you are a Nats fan. And, you know, they're I starting am. they're starting to put on the leather. And uh, That's right. 
And so you're a Nats fan and a Skins fan. Are those your two right. favorite teams or favorite sports? Like, are you a hockey guy, basketball? Are you getting into the Wiz? Do they even call them the Wiz? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 the Wizards are actually a pretty decent team. And, and uh, I mean, they, they can be inconsistent, but I do follow them a little bit. Um, much more now when, when uh, I, I like the composition of the team and I like what the coaching staff is doing. Um, but really, like as I like, I was a ba- I, I played football when I was a kid, and I and I played mm-hmm. even played some basketball. Um, uh, but baseball was my my sport. I love baseball. My and, man. Uh, oh, it's fantastic! And and uh, played yes. all the way through American Legion and all that. And uh, and uh, it one of the, I had an opportunity to play some Division three baseball. And and it really, if I, I instead nice. I went to a different school, I went to James Madison, but. Um, I could have played at Catholic University. Actually, one of the umpires uh, in in the in the American Legion League turns out he was an assistant coach, and so you didn't you know you didn't know that you were sort of auditioning for this guy because he's at oh, your games, yeah. you know. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. he's like, "Hey, you know, want to make an official visit to Catholic University?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." You know, <laughs> 18 drinking age was 18 in DC at the time. It was so uh, fantastic. Let's do this, and it was great. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it turned out to not. It, it turned out to be enough money to be the same as it would have been to go to this other school. And I thought, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go to a, go to the better school and, and that sort of thing. And it's it, a little bit of me is like, well, you know, it would have been fun to see what it would have been like to to play in college. But so yeah, uh, the Nats uh, since they've been here since 2005. I've got a, I've got a couple sons. I've got a daughter and a couple sons. But the young one is the one who's really a sports guy too. Um, and so he he when I wake up in the morning, the MLB Network is on during the season, and, and he's you know reviewed all the games that sort of thing before he goes to school. Um, he's wow. 15 now, and uh, nice. And uh, my wife got into it last year, so I'd, I'd come home from work, and you know they have the Nats games on. It's and it's all the stuff you, you see Silliza in the seats and that sort of thing, or yeah. or whatever, or <laughs> Dan Coco and and uh, you know SJ and all the all the all the people that. Uh, uh, Tony's talking about. I'm watching the same thing, but my wife got into it too, which made it really cool. That, that makes it a lot, lot better when everybody's kind of, kind of watching it and has a vested interest. So we watched a lot of games oh, last year, um, and and uh, I still I have, I've done plenty of coaching with with my kids, uh, mostly again with the younger. Um, whatever reason that group of dads just uh, I'm the one who always gets stuck with the whistle. So I coached his basketball team and and did some uh, Babe Ruth and that sort of thing. And now he's playing for the high school playing baseball for the high school team and and so uh nice. it's fun it's really nice to watch and and uh i like it a lot um and i'm glad i'm glad it's getting better coaching than me you know but uh <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> well it sounds like from you you the it sounds like from how well you were of a play you how good of a player you are that you would actually be a pretty good coach well i, I just really liked it and that, that's something i realized that mm-hmm. if, that that uh like i liked going to practice i i, I liked all everything mm-hmm. about it and i realized that's really what separates yeah. the people who move on if you if you're just like yeah i'm i'm really athletically talented but you know i could care less about football or, or about baseball then you're probably not you probably shouldn't be certainly shouldn't be a pro you shouldn't be in college either right, um, right. you have because just you spend a lot of time doing it and that's why i said you know I, I looking back it probably would have been something that would have been interesting to try um and mm-hmm. i you know what when when i got married um my wife played soccer in college and she joined a co-ed team, and they were short people in the summer. And I started playing soccer, and we we did that until we were uh, into our late forties. Until she suffered a uh, she broke her broke her wrist playing goalie once, oh. and she 
tore, tore partially tore ACL, and she said, "Yeah, I think we're done playing soccer." You know, I was going to say but, you played yeah. soccer into your forties. Uh, I'm that's pretty no. good. Oh, it was fa- it was great. I mean, we actually it was a great neighborhood thing because a couple of the dads were coaching our kids, and then we started all playing together. And it was a bunch of husband and wife teams. And so every Friday night we're playing. It was indoor soccer, and you know, beer was two fifty a cup, and and so <laughs> play soccer and hang. And, and it was sort of enforced. You know, you're going to hang out with these same people every week. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And we, and we won the championship a couple times in the lower division. Go up to the middle cool. division. Not win any games, go back to the low division, and we just do that forever. <laughs> and uh, and it was great; it was fantastic. I mean, you never wanted a T-shirt so bad, you know, as to uh, uh, of course, you know, yeah. We want to win the championship. We got to get the T-shirt. And in fact, we were the first team we won the championship on. We were sponsored by the bar that that had that first Jingle Fest there, that Kilroy's. Um, oh, who? We oh, were really? allowed inside. The abandoned mine <laughs> shaft. We were allowed inside. Yes. Oh, you were. Uh, we you were, were allowed inside. Well, that's good. <laughs> you were you relegated to the back porch. You were not relegated to the back porch. Back porch actually is nicer when the weather's nice, but that was like, I don't know, like Biolab or something. It was, you know, it was like, it, it was like a thousand percent humidity that, that particular day. It was yeah. unbelievable. I was like, this is, this is a terrible yes. day to do this. Still, a lot of people came out. But that bar, yeah, yeah so that bar sort of uh, it was our sponsor. So, you know, that's, that's, cool. that, that's pretty nice. Because I lived like 10 minutes away from where that Jingle Fest was. So, oh wow! So yeah, it's it's nice to still be able to do a little bit of that stuff, um, and I certainly loved it. Um, coaching my son, we're doing baseball, and we're running around, and especially uh, nice part about it was when they went from little league where you can't lead off, you know, and everybody there, everybody's just pitching mm-hmm. out of the windup to where you can take leadoffs first base. Like you know, there are, everybody's thirteen years old. No one's ever taken a leadoff. No one's ever thrown from the stretch or, you know, um, thrown. You know, try to. Uh, you know, have a guy. Uh, well, I'm sorry, a pitcher. What do you call it when you when you a pickoff throw? Yeah, like yes. the, everybody needs to learn that stuff all at the same time. It was kind of cool because they've been mm-hmm. playing the game, but there were a bunch of finer points that they hadn't been exposed to because the rules are different. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that. I hate picking the players, and I hate like oh, well, this you know Johnny's got to sit out and Timmy's got to do this, and you know, or, I know you want to yeah. play third base, but you're going to play right field, like. That was not the, the, the stuff that I loved, and which is good. I, in baseball, I wasn't the, 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 the manager, so I didn't have to do that stuff. I, I was just the assistant. You Perfect. Know? So you had I the best of both worlds. Yeah, you get to uh, coach them up and not actually have to you know say, you got to go do this, you got to do that, you got to sit, that kind of deal. Exactly. That's the best part about coaching. You yeah. get well, that you know, job. Well, maybe the Chicago Cubs can look you up and te- have you teach John Lester how to throw a pickoff play. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, they won the championship without me, so I don't think they—I don't think they're uh, too worried about Lester. Well, I—I I was thinking that Lester—he's <laughs> got hes got to practice that at spring training this year. But apparently, they did that the, like last year, and then they, they got in the games and got a—and and he just—he just blanked out. It's like a mental thing. He's yeah, he's just or just get get better so he doesn't allow anybody to get on. Because I don't back. think he can. It's not only he doesn't want to throw over. I don't think he can throw on a ground ball to first base. I think right. he has that's to throw true. underhand. You're right. yep. It's crazy. It's definitely some mental block. And that's and Jason, wow. you're right. He just needs to be better and not let any anybody ever get to first, yeah. first base. Just pitch better. <laughs> yeah, pitch yeah, better. Come on, it's not that hard. Just pitch right. better. Yeah. That's, now, that's a good point. I should be the coach. You should be the coach. <laughs> you're hired. Do better. That's, that's, that's the instruction for every day. Do better. Now, I saved... Get good. <laughs> get good. <laughs> you saved what? We saved the best question for last. 
or the most important question. I shouldn't say the best. The most, well, it's not really the most important. It's just a pertinent question. Never convicted. We saved a question we for last. We saved a question for last, be last because question. there has to be okay. a last question. Exactly. Um, where where are you on peeps? On <laughs> um, um, uh, you guys are my peeps. You're talking about like peeps. Oh, you're talking about like uh, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, good. You're talking about those kind of peeps. Well, uh, for me, a little goes a long way. I think if I have one peep, <laughs> it's it's because it's pure sugar. I mean. And and so it's so rich and and, and sort of, you know, the the sugar kind of scratches against your teeth, that sort of thing, because it does dissolve it. Yeah, it is kind of gritty. Yeah, the outside. And and Mm -hmm. so for me, getting through one of them is tough. I've not, it's not that I, uh, I don't have any problem with peeps as a a concept, but for me and peeps, you know, I don't really, one is more than enough. Okay. I don't have a problem with peeps as a concept. I got to use that. Summer. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> that's great. Um, well, I mean, if my kids love peeps, that's fine with me. That's 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 yeah. cool. It's just not my thing. And speaking of food, what's your stance on watermelon? Uh, well, um, I have no problem with watermelon. I prefer that someone's taking the seeds out and it's already cut up for me. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to. I just want to have the slices. I just want to make. I just want to make sure you're not anti-watermelon. No. Uh, is, is that a thing? Awesome. Uh, it's oh, a thing. I, yeah. Believe me, I, <laughs> I I was just as shocked as you just seemed to be when I said when I said that. Because, yes, I was stunned that it is a thing that there are people who hate watermelon. All right. Well. I, I can't fathom that, you know, because I can't fathom anyone who is not okay with watermelon as a concept is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, That's I good. don't like but watermelon, but I'm okay, okay. with watermelon as a concept. But as Steve okay. said, I, ah. I feel like I said this way back when we first talked about this, Jason. It's not good enough to me to worry about. I can't be bothered with those seeds. And the seedless watermelon isn't as good as so I'm told by watermelon experts. See, Yeah, it is not. It's not. You're going to leave that to experts? You're not going to find out for yourself? I think she's talking about me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. You and people well, okay. of your ilk. <laughs> yes. I-, I will take all those people and claim that ilk all day. <laughs> all right. Me and the two or three people, was it Adam Benson and maybe like one other well, person said they're interested in watermelon? Steve Lipton <laughs> is Everybody now else on Twitter telling us it. he's interested in watermelon. I have- Yes. Our team has grown stronger. There you go. I'm, I'm in. But I hope you don't like craisins because if you do, you're off the team. Uh, I'm off the team. I have no problem with craisins. Oh my <laughs> Conceptu- gosh! Conceptually or or in my salad, even I, I'm okay with that. This interview is over. <laughs> well, I guess thanks for coming on, Steve. Well, me and the craisins say uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks. It was uh, it was yeah, great. It was, uh, it was a good time. Great to talk to you. All right. All right. Take thanks. Care. And you too. Anytime. <laughs> We've got no qualifications, so here's our recommendations. Well, we do have recommendations. Cool. Uh, more write-in recommendations. Oh, even better. Yeah. Top five albums. Not, not, I mean, not to imply that our opinions aren't and what we would recommend are worse but uh, it's always enjoyable to hear from listeners what they enjoy, what they recommend yeah i'm glad you clarified that yes um so we yes we got some more top five albums recommendations mm-hmm. so 
the first one from Joe Maloney. He said that he was going to give a top five, but most of them already been mentioned. So he's going to take the lazy way out, he said, and just nominate one from one of my favorite groups. Oh, cool. So he's going to give us one, Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Yeah, from, I believe, near Athens, Georgia, which is not too far from Atlanta. Yes, that's right. They are from Georgia. Uh-huh. But that album had, um, is that Losing My Religion? And um, um, I could not tell Orange you. Orange Crush? Probably. I'm terrible. I mean, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, when we were talking about, um, I can't remember whose it was, but we were talking about Toys in the Attic. I think it was John. We we're talking about uh, Toys in the Attic, Aerosmith. Yes. Uh, is one of his top five. And yes. We were named. I said, yeah, Dream On's on there probably. No, it's not on there. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I mean, Walk This Way is on there. Yeah. So, I mean, we missed that. We forgot that one. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to begin to speculate on REM because I've never, I've never really listened to REM that much. I mean, I've heard all their hits and stuff. I was never, I was, for whatever reason, it just hit at the time where I was not a huge fan of theirs. You were on to something else by then. Yeah, I, I listened to, I went from, you know, metal in the 80, 80s to um, grunge in the 90s and, you know, rap. And then basically, <laughs> we've talked about this before, when it got to like early 2000s, I just kind of stopped listening to new music. Yeah, yeah. Because most of it was terrible. Yep. Well, I am, um, this album I'm visualizing, and if I remember the cover right, it's sort of like, maybe it was like a compass or something, and... Yeah, it sounds for me like a, like something mechanical yeah. or robotic or something. Yeah, which would make sense, automatic. We could, we could look, we could look this up, but... We could. That, last week was our Google It show, and I believe somebody... Somebody commented. Yeah, John Fitzpatrick tweeted something like that. New podcast suggestion or title, IDMB slash Google searches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which made me laugh because that was exactly that was it was. true about that one. Yeah. We did a lot of, a lot, a lot of on, the, on that yes, one to yeah. be typing. And End of the World, I think, was on that Automatic for the People album. Um, oh, the End of the World as we know as it. As we know it, yeah. Yeah. And then, is, that, is that the one with... Um, Everybody hurts, maybe. Probably. I'm just naming REM yep. songs Everybody that I hurts. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what an album! This is like a greatest hits album. But I think that that album was pretty good, and it probably was like a greatest hits hits. Oh yeah. Greatest hips. <laughs> uh, Shakira. <laughs> no. Oh, Shakira the and REM. That would be. <laughs> Everybody hurts. I like that song. Yeah. I... I have no problem with REM. I just, it's just not my thing. So I, I never got into it at the time it was coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I mean, every time I hear one of them songs, I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. But I've never been engaged enough with it to go and like buy one of their albums. You and, and Kornheiser both. Oh, is he not a big REM fan? Yeah, he, he is not. Mm. But I like I think part them. of it with me, honestly, is in the later days when... It's not that I'm against stuff that Michael Stipe supports or speaks out for. It's he just seems whiny and annoying to me. Oh, does he? See, I never paid attention yeah. to what he stood for. I just listened to the songs. He's like the wimpy Bono. Okay. Which is like a more annoying Bono. version. Which I don't have a problem with Bono either. It's it's just it's you know sometimes you just want to go. Okay, man, just go back to making music. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of when it's just too overbearing, when everything is a tragedy and everything is the worst thing that ever happened in the world. It's like it's like that character on the comic book guy on The Simpsons is like the worst thing ever or worst week ever or whatever. Yeah. It's it's like that is your public persona. I just want to say, man, you're, you're making music. I mean, it's OK to say, um, you know, we support these things or, or this is an injustice. We need to st- speak out for that. But. It can't be in every single second of everything you say ever. I mean, it's got to smile every now and then. Right. You know, like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I, I have to give that to give that one to you. There yes, you go. True. It's okay to have a little fun every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Cheer you know, up, when Michael you... Michael Stipe. <laughs> Um, so thank you, Joe. I I liked that album too, although I don't can't yeah. recall a single song that's on it for sure. Although I think I know. I guarantee what's on you, it. at least one of the songs we named yes. is on there somewhere. I think I know what's on that one because I think that's the only album I did ever own by them. Cool. So mm-hmm. then Luke Overby, he he said he gave us top five and some honorable mentions, and he said any given day could be switched with any of the top five, and I think we all get that. Yes. And then he said his excuse if we think his list is dumb is that his music listening prime was the late 90s. (laughs) Okay. All right. So no particular order here. He says, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Absolutely not dumb. Great album. So is that, um, I just called to say I love you? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure it's before that. This has like um, Sir Duke on it. Okay. Good Which song. is dun, 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 dun. and it has uh, let's see, I wish, also a good one. It's basically like a double album. Oh, like a greatest hits? No, it's not a greatest hits. Oh, okay. Isn't she lovely? Which I'm sure you've. Oh heard. yeah, I like that one. Uh, that's probably the main three that you have probably heard from that. Okay. Well, but, I, uh, I like Stevie great. Wonder. Yeah, that's a good album. Number two. Outcast, Aquamini. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Aquamini. Uh, yes. I have a hard time pronouncing their stuff, so young Statman will correct us if we're wrong on this. Uh yeah, he will. And the third one, Michael Jackson Thriller. So he did mm-hmm. he went with Thriller, not bad, which I can't argue with either now that I know every song that's on Thriller. <laughs> yeah. Uh another good one here, Amy Winehouse Back to Black. Yes. She was really talented. Yes. And the fifth one, Nas and Damian Marley, Distant Relatives. I can't say I've ever heard that one. Yeah, that one, I I mean, I've heard of heard of Nas and obviously Damian Marley, but I don't know, I couldn't name anything off of that. So, so that's, that's the one that we could go, you know, that's a new one to check out for me. Definitely. Is Nas, Nas is rap, right? Yes. A rap artist? Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a New York rapper. Okay. East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah. Okay, now Luke gave the honorable mentions, and then he he kind of separated them into divisions. So the pre-millennial division. <laughs> this I highly approve of. Yes. Already. T- Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Uh-huh. Johnny Can't Lang. Can't go wrong with that. Yes. Wander This World. Very um, under-the-radar I believe Johnny Lang. Under my radar, I don't know yeah, oh, Johnny Lang. Have you heard "Lie to Me"? I'm trying to think. "Lie to Me" and um, "Still Raining" are his two like 
mainstream like hit songs that I that I know of. There may could be more, um, but Wonder This World, I I own that album. Great, great like blues kind of kind of blues rock, almost blues kind of leaning into um, more mainstream kind of rock. Uh, not 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 like straight blues, um, more even more even rock blues than like Stevie Ray Vaughan and that kind of stuff. Well, I think I'd probably Good like guitar it player. then. I probably have heard him. I'm just not great at recognizing artists. Yeah, and I, I like his voice. He's he's really he's, he's you you hear him, you hear him play, and you hear him sing, and you think, oh, he sounds like this big guy, and then you see him, and he looks like um, he looks like uh, he was what's the guy in Backstreet Boys? His younger brother also was like a not um, not Street Wahlberg, Boys. but um, Backstreet Boys. Oh, Backstreet Boys. Um, um, Carter, Nick Carter. Nick Carter. Okay. And his brother Aaron, who had I think some songs. We yes. didn't have a quiz about this at some point. They had one of them on there, and I thought it was the Backstreet Boys, and it was Aaron Carter. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. I think you're right. Um, Johnny Lang looks like he could be related to them. He has like oh, he's really? like a skinny little white guy with like blonde like. Uh, I mean, he's got a he cut his hair, but he had like long longer like you know, chin length blonde hair. Looked like he could have been in a boy band in the nineties. Interesting, but, um, and he puts out that yeah, it's, music. That's it is not completely. Like it doesn't seem to match up when you hear him. Uh, when you hear him, and then when you see him, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> is this this dude? But yeah, he's great. Highly recommended if you haven't heard him. I would go listen to One of This World. Certainly look up Lie to Me, and it's and I think it's still raining is the name of the other one. It's it's still raining is the name of the course, but. Um, uh, list, look up both of those on YouTube. Check them out. I will. I, the list keeps growing every week. Oh, same for me. The last one in the pre-millennial division is Anthony Hamilton, coming from where I'm from. Which, which I, I am know. not familiar with. Mm-mm. I'm going to have to look that up. That's one on my list. So that was the pre-millennial division, now the millennial division. He's got three of them. I'll just read them all in a row here. Show Baraka the Narrative, Adele 21, and Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly. Now mm-hmm. the first one, I don't think I know Shell Baraka or Baraka or I don't know. So that's another one for to put on my list to listen to. Yes, and Adele Twenty One, I actually own that, and yeah. I, I think would, everybody I would agree. by law owns that. Yeah, it's really good <laughs> when yeah. you're when you're issued a you know a, when you're issued a birth certificate, they give you that copy of that album. <laughs> And Kendrick Lamar, I'm certainly familiar with him, but I don't own anything that he's done, and I don't, I couldn't tell you really any name of any song. But I do like the title say, of that. Um, yeah, uh, the Pimp a Butterfly is a pretty cool title. Yeah, I'd say that's that's my favorite album of his. I'm not as familiar with Kendrick as you know I probably should be. He's probably one of the greatest rappers in the last you know 15, 20 years. But again, you don't listen that's, to music. That's another one in the last 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. But now, he's 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 an exception. He's worth listening to. Is he the one that sang, sings "Started from the Bottom, Now We're Here"? Oh no, 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 no! That's Drake. Oh Drake! See, I get Kendrick That's... Lamar and Drake confused. I don't know oh, why. Oh please, don't mix them up, please. Do they look like each other? No, okay. I don't think so. I don't know why I get them confused. Maybe the Drake and Kendrick. Possible. Yeah. You got that same consonant sound, yeah? Okay, I, so I won't I am, get them confused I am, anymore. I like Kendrick Lamar. I am not a Drake fan. Okay. I, I think Drake is corny and cheesy and tries too hard when he tries to be serious, which, I mean, hey, you are who you are. I, I, 
Drake is not for me. Got it. So, so definitely two different people there. <laughs> now, my favorite breakdown in Luke's breakdowns is the uh-huh. dislikable person division. Yes. <laughs> and you might throw uh, Michael Stipe named. in here. Um, yes. Okay. Dislikable public persona. Yes. In and how much it's he politicizes everything. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay, so John Mayer Continuum. So there's another mention with John Mayer Continuum. I think John mm-hmm. Nicewinger, Nicewinger yes. said that one, yeah. And uh, John Mayer absolutely in the dislikable person division. Yeah, and that's what John, John said too, I think, uh-huh. yeah. Robin Thicke, the evolution of Robin Thicke. Absolutely in the dislikable person division. Yeah, I can't speak Even with for the, the title quality of that of the, album. The title of the album in itself. Yeah, yeah, that's. I would put Drake in here if I liked any of his music. Got it. And then Drew Hill, Drew Hill, enter the Drew. Yes, <laughs> yes. who is uh, reportedly not a very nice guy either. So I don't think I know Drew Hill. I mean, uh, I, I certainly I, don't know him personally. By the way, I phrase that. I mean, I don't know who he is. You've, I bet you've heard him sing something before. I bet I have. I'm pretty well rounded. I can't think of right now, but I, I, I know you've heard him. I know you've heard him sing something before. I just can't remember the name of any of his songs at the moment. Um. So thanks, Luke. I though, like that division, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few in here that I will have to. Johnny Lang, I think, will be at the top of the list. Yes, for me that to would look be up. out of out of out of the new ones that I've seen on here. I would suggest. Uh, Johnny Lang, and then I'm going to look up um, Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. Because if he says pre-millennial division, that's probably more my speed. I'm going to check that out. So Brad White, thank you, Luke, by the way. Yes. And then Brad White. Young stat man. Hashtag. <laughs> Brad White <laughs> sent us some in, but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want us to call it a top five. And okay. he said, since your segment is recommendations, he decided to recommend... Um, some albums that he's calling the I'm a man top five (laughs) also known as music I discovered after the age of 40 perfect (laughs) another great um, category uh, initiation today these these are good now I do not I don't think I've heard of any one of these except for number five so I'm just going to list them and put them on my own personal list okay Number one, Jacob Doe Bandolim, original okay. classic recordings. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a mandolin, Brazilian music. Uh, I think he might have mentioned this when he was on with us as a guest. Oh, so Bandolim plays the mandolin. Well, Doe Bandolim is the Brazilian way of saying Jacob the mandolin player, so yes. Well, yeah. Cool. So the next one is Don. So wait a minute, wait, wait. A Brazilian mandolin is a bandolim? Um, do bandolim or do bandolim. Jacob do bandolim. So are they saying, like, instead of does, it's it's a short way of saying Jacob does mandolin? So in, Oh, maybe. Let me get this straight. Maybe, yeah. So it's his, the dude's name is Jacob, and yes. it's Jacob does Brazilian mandolin. It just gets shortened to Jacob do bandolin. Lim. Yes, that's, I guess so. That's hey, that's I, I I appreciate the efficiency in that. And he said the music, this music will blow off the top of your head. Awesome. Sounds good. 
<laughs> the next one is Don Stiernberg by, jo- by George is the name of it. Another mandolinist. Okay. Sam Manguana, Galo Negro. Okay. Uh, African popular music. Uh, next one, Wes Montgomery, Smoking mm-hmm. at the Half Note Live. Which is great. That one I do know. Great. He said, Wes Montgomery, great player. He said, this is just the tightest performance by my favorite guitar, guitar player ever. Yes. I can recommend that one as well. And then last one, Louis Armstrong and his Hot 7. And that, that's the one that you said you've heard, That's right? the one. I haven't heard that album, but I know who Louis Armstrong is. <laughs> I bet you've heard Wes Montgomery play, too. I probably have. Mm-hmm. So though, there are five there that I'll need to look into. Because yes. I think I'd like these mandolin ones. You know, I do own a mandolin, Jason. Are you a mandolinist, a mandolin player, or a mandolin owner? I'm a mandolin hanger. <laughs> That's another level. Okay. Is that above or below mandolin owner? <laughs> That's below. Okay. So it's hanger, owner, player, ist. Yes. In, okay. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, thank you for those recommendations, um, Luke, yes. Brad, and Joe. Absolutely. Jason, do you have any recommendations this week? Um, <clears throat> I would recommend that people go and check out all of these cool albums that these guys have mentioned, because I think all of them are worth listening to. Certainly the ones I've heard ha- are, and I want to check out some of the uh, ones that I haven't heard, so that's that's awesome. Um my only personal recommendation this week would be go watch, if you haven't seen it, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Watch the, if nothing else, the whole thing is great this week, this past week, but uh, watch the clip at the end where they put the zebra into the Trump inauguration. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Uh, I agree. I laughed. Uh-huh. I laughed for like five minutes at that. It just unexpected and cracked me up. Even, even though I, they said it was coming, it's still the way they did it was very funny. Yeah, and you know. Worth, worth, worth watching. That's an HBO show, which it sounds like you're using your HBO um, free subscription. Well, not free anymore. <laughs> no, well, I'm good. paying for it, so I'm using it, yeah. But you can find John Oliver's stuff on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I don't know if that's available yet, but it eventually, I'm sure it will be eventually. Somebody, if nothing else, somebody will rip it, you know, and put it up there, you know, possibly yes, illegally, yeah, yeah. but um, before it gets taken down. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be available. It's a, yeah, it's on HBO Go now, and I think probably a couple of weeks it'll, it'll be posted on their YouTube channel. So it's it's well worth it. It will make you laugh. Oh yeah, if you yes. yeah, it's really good. I highly <laughs> recommend that too. Awesome. Hey, how's it going? You good? How's the fam? Cool, cool. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at SpeakTangents or via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at speakingoftangents.com for all the relevant links and info. Relevant to this podcast. I thought that was pretty clear. I'm just clarifying since we're kind of into that lately. Oh, and if you haven't been enjoying the podcast, you know, we're sorry that you had to endure it this long, but we're also sort of confused as to why you're still listening to something you don't really enjoy. Thanks, though. And regardless, we'd love to hear from you, too, so be sure to snap face or Insta chat with us. We'll get back to you in the appropriate amount of time on either of those. Thanks.
Well, I know we've read quite a bit of feedback already with the recommendations and stuff in the Week in Review about the peeps and all that business, but do we have any more feedback for this week's episode? Oh, yes. We, it's a very awesome. feedback-heavy show this week, which is wonderful. So thanks so much, everyone. We, we love it. But, yes. you know, like you talked about, some of the biggest convo- conversations were about peeps, Oreo peeps, mm-hmm. uh, recommendations. Uh, we got this one from Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T. Garrett is the one that created our quiz, the speaking of tangent, screwed quiz, I think he called it. Yes. Um, a couple weeks back. Like Chopped and screwed, mm-hmm. yes. He tweeted out uh, that he just listened, and you're, and he's so glad that we enjoyed the quiz, and then he said the next one will be harder. So nice. he, he's taunting us now. Uh-huh. Bring it. Uh, bring it, yeah. No, no, I actually don't, because he knows, from his tweets, he knows a lot more about classical music than yes, either one of us put together. Don't All bring, don't together, bring so. it. Don't bring it. Don't bring it. So, so but, modern, like, you know, music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, early 90s, you know, mainstream music, bring it. Yeah, bring it. That, that's a qualified bring it. <laughs> so, speaking of that quiz, though, one of the songs from the quiz was Proud Mary. Yes. And, you know, I w- couldn't, I wasn't getting that song and you were trying to give me hints because i didn't know it surprise anyway i had non-humble weed i had a number of rather absurd guesses and and one of them was arrogant chronic yes (laughs) so brad weiss thought that that was pretty funny and he wrote us a jingle about it well actually he wrote an original song about it i think it was an original song yeah i believe so which we think he said based on like uh in, in the style of, like, John Fogarty, CCR, kind of, yes. I believe. Yep. Okay. Which we will play right now. Had to ride the blinds to the banks of Big Muddy Loading freight all day, trying to save a little money Found the blues in Memphis, that cliche might be ironic But the source of my salvation was that arrogant chronic (laughs) Hitched a ride out west with a trucker from Missouri Drove his 18-wheeler across the length of I-30 That's a pretty short stretch through Piney Woods, Texas, an arrogant chronic with directions from Alexis. <laughs> Alexis. I took a jumbo jet to the shores of Argentina, learned to ride the pompous, though I didn't really mean to, but those gauchos were inviting, so I had no cause to grumble. And the Mary Jane they offered, it was anything but humble. <laughs> Skip that cinnamon yep. challenge, it'll only make you vomit Nothing like clean living you by arrogant chronic <laughs> Oh, we got an instrument break Yeah There's the CCR influence right there <laughs> That was great That was so great uh, the, the anything but humble comment yes uh, anything that but humble. Proud, that proud mary was any, mary was anything but humble yeah i like the i like the fact that it was almost like a weed world tour we got like descriptions <laughs> of different places around the country and like was it around south america so that was great yeah. <laughs> that was really great and i like that he called her alexis which is actually a cooler name than alexa to me well yeah yeah i agree so thank you brad we love that yes thank you very much and, and speaking of Brad, 
he sent us a story that he thought we might like, which is a different... Oh, I know what this... Okay, yes. Yeah. This, this, this is an incredible story. Yeah, and different than... Nothing to do with the arrogant chronic. Well... Maybe. I don't know. I think probably there was some chronic involved in some places during this story. And some arrogance. Okay. Oh, yeah. So here here goes the story. When I was a freshman in high school, I became friends with a bunch of guys who were swimmers. I didn't swim on the team, but I liked to take photographs, so I hung out at their meets and took snaps. Their pool had parties in the summer, and some of my friends told me there was a pretty cool band that played pretty regularly. I was too shy to go to the dances, and I didn't drive, so I couldn't get to the parties very regularly. I did finally make it to see this band just once. They were totally rocking, but by the end, uh, but by then I was kind of a new wave punker, so I didn't think they were the greatest thing ever. And the singer was, to use the technical term, a real dick. <laughs> Hitting on high school girls, worse than Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, the next year, my buddies were pretty stoked when the band released their debut album. The title, Van Halen. Yep. Wow. That is incredible. That is an amazing story. Yes. I think my response when he emailed to that to, that to us was, how has this never came up before? I know. If I had this story, I'd be like, within the first five meeting, five minutes of meeting anybody talking about music, I'd be like, hey, by the way, yeah. this is an incredible story. It was really great. And I think that you guys talked about you and, um, was it? I think it was Joe. Joe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about him, The was it David Lee Roth? Yeah, David Lee Roth. Not, the, not the most coolest of dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. around ladies. Mm-mm. And then, and you know, Brad used the technical term. Yes. Which it sounds like might have been pretty accurate. From everything that I read about him from that time, he was, yeah, that was that. I think that was one of the things that led to the other, like Alex and Eddie, um, saying, "Look, dude, this is not working out for us anymore." When they they basically kicked him out of the band, I think, um, in the early '80s, like 1984-85 area, because he was just, you know, I think I wrote back to Brad and said, y- "You know, you're doing something over the top, like record-setting, truly lowering the bar when." you are too much of a sleaze toward women to be in the band Van Halen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, that's because they weren't, they're not, their lyrics and stuff aren't exactly, you know, promoting of um, feminist ideals in any yeah. way whatsoever. <laughs> Man, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing yeah, that story. with us, Brad. Absolutely. We have any more feedback? Oh, this yes. Week? So pronounce this is in the feedback uh-huh. form. So Luke Overby. Okay. He tweeted he can also he also says Cran KJ when he's talking about Crayola. Oh, spelled C R A N. Yeah. We are at least an army of two. To which Jen Babish at J Bab Sports Chick said, I'm with you. So she also says Cran. And then you tweeted in response, which cracked me up, this better not turn into another watermelon situation. Yeah. No kidding. Because I go into this thinking, surely no one pronounces it that way for real. Not many people out there. Mm-hmm. i got to have the majority on my side with the watermelon. You know, I thought, I've never heard of anybody that doesn't like watermelon. And then the entire response, the majority of the response was, no, I hate watermelon. So I yeah. thought we were trending in another that most people were going to say, yeah, I say crayon too. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> but as we, know, as we know, Steve Lipton is on board with the watermelon. 
Yes. He's got no problem with it. Yes. So there's another one in your camp. And I think Jen Babish also said in a different tweet that she likes watermelon. Yeah, I'm going with watermelon is the silent majority. Yes. I, I think most people, I still have to believe in my heart that most people still love watermelon. I got to have some hope in the world. Okay, you go ahead and keep believing that. And okay. then Robert Berg at R3T2 said, how does anyone get crayon out of crayon? Where'd the yo go, yo? <laughs> yo. And yes. I get, and then Jen Babish said, well, the yo is silent. <laughs> which cracked me up because the way that Rob is saying it here is how yo you don't pronounce the yo you don't say crayon or crayon cray I, well cray, cray. crayon 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 if you say it like you're saying that but you're like ramming it together yeah crayon so I don't know that the yo is the big part of that yo yo um, Patrick Moffat tweeted us a lawnmower album with a picture of himself mowing the lawn and headphones <laughs> yes, on. Yes, I saw that. Awesome. And he said um, that my morning jacket, it still moves, and Supergrass, in it for the money, are his lawnmower cool. albums. I'm not familiar with, I mean, I've heard of my morning jacket. I haven't heard of Supergrass. Mm-hmm. Are those metal bands, do you know? Are they like in no. that same vein, or are they different? No. Um... I would. I'm trying to. How, I, I would classify them as almost like indie bands, sort of indie rock. Okay. Um. Certainly, my morning jacket. Um. I've heard. I bet you've heard songs, at least one song or part of a song by both of these bands. I'm, I'm sure I have. Um. But I'll have to look those up. I'll put them right on the list, especially if they're not heavy metal bands. I'm on. I'm got them on the list now. No, I. I wouldn't classify the one of them as heavy metal. Okay. And then Anita from Alaska at Safety Gal AK, she said, are you mowing the lawn or cutting the grass? Which, you know, harkens back to one of our first episodes where mm-hmm. we, different <laughs> regions say different things. But Patrick yes. tweeted back and said, actually, Lawning I was... Me- the yard. <laughs> this is what he says. <laughs> actually, I was me- mechanically re-leveling the Poaceae? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you roll with that one. Poa say a hashtag science. <laughs> science. Which is a, the grass family, basically. Yes. Scientific term for grass. So basically. he was mechanically re-leveling the grass. Not, not grass like weed, Mary Jane. Or is it? Uh, I don't I don't know. Speaking of Mary I Jane think, mm-hmm. or... You know, arrogant chronic or whatever, however you want to talk about it. Yes. When I, when I went to D.C. last summer for mm-hmm. the Jingle Fest, I got a, yes. a Airbnb, and it said on the description you smoked a lot of weed. Okay. For, it said on the description four twenty friendly, and I cool. couldn't figure out what that meant for the longest time. Okay. Then I finally Have you figured it out now. Yeah, because somebody told me if well four twenty is weed, and I want to know. How long has 420 been a thing? How, why don't I know about it? Where did it come from? What is it? Is it a, is 420 like the police code? <laughs> I'm guessing from your response that it's not the police code. Oh, no. uh, yeah. We got a 420 situation over here. No? No. 
Okay, well, what is okay, it? Okay, so so I'll answer the first part of that question first. As far as I know, it's been around since as long as I can remember okay. that it's been a thing. Um, <clears throat> let's see. How can I give hints about this? Um, separated out the four from the 20. Okay. So it's two sort of different things. Like there's a colon in between there. All right. Mm-hmm. So you can't see straight <laughs> afterwards. Your vision goes from twenty twenty to four twenty. <laughs> no. No. Okay. But four o'clock, four twenty in the afternoon is the time to get high. We have a winner. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Why? Why is four twenty? I don't know. I guess you're just about to get off work. I don't know. That's. I never you know, you know the saying it's always it's always five o'clock somewhere. Uh huh. It's always four twenty kind of somewhere. Okay. It's always four twenty somewhere. Now well, no, the four twenty is the is yes, it's time. It's four twenty in the afternoon. Okay. Well, I learned something new again today. Every time. Yes, and then that's why also that April twentieth coming up. You know, next month will be a big um, arrogant chronic day. Is it? Isn't April twentieth Earth Day? Well, I mean, weed comes from the earth. It's oh, natural. I know. I know. But I... I don't want to step on Shad too much, but he uh, is his his thing. But he's... I'm sure he could come on and tell us all about it. He's a big um, cannabis supporter. I'm sure and he... For he medical reasons. Yeah. 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 Okay, so great. now I now 420, I know what that is, and I know where it comes from. And it's not a police code, and it's not having to do with vision. No. Okay. <laughs> Not as far as I know. <laughs> okay, so we got some clarifications this week. Yes. From Stat Young Man. Mm-hmm. He gave us a few. Um, he said the Dr. Dre song that was well, that we were talking about, I think that was with... Uh, Ain't nothing just, but a G-Thing. Yeah. Was previously on the quiz you did with me, so ah. I believe I had that. Yeah, I think I said John... I think, it was, I, think I said it was on the quiz with John Fitzpatrick, yeah. so yeah. that was my bad. But but you know who's really keeping track, and and well, and young Statman is yes young Statman <laughs> thankfully because nobody else is <laughs> we appreciate it. And then he said sending sending fake emails, sending fake emails sent for hacking purposes is called phishing. Ph, which yes. I actually think I knew. Yes. And then and then also, that's where you get you end up with catfishing, which is do you know what catfishing is? No, and I don't think I should guess. No, this is pretty. This is it's safe to guess what catfishing is. <laughs> I don't it's know. sort of like it's sort of like fishing, pH fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you send a fake oh. email trying to get information to hack somebody, it's like social engineering fishing, kind of all fit together. Um, catfishing is when you go online and pretend to be somebody, like to get into a relationship with someone, and you get them to like kind of show up in person, and you're like, ha. I'm totally different than what I had said it was. I'm I'm a dude instead of, you know, a 18-year-old chick that you thought you were coming to meet, that kind of situation. Oh, never heard of that. I think there was a show on MTV, like, where people did this, like, pranked people like that. Punked? No. no. Okay, because I never I saw that called, episode of Punked. I think it was called Catfished. Oh, boy. We never can probably get that. a clarification. I would say we would probably get a clarification about that, but I don't think any of our listeners are young enough to... It, with the possible exception of Stat Young Man, yeah, to right. um, have ever been around 
MTV during the time that uh, that show was on. I'm pretty sure that was the name of it, though. Okay, well... This is another one of those things that I've never actually seen. I just, it's somehow in the ether and it pops into my head. So I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I've never heard of it. And so Luke also said, or stat young man, Proud Mary, again with Proud Mary, was written by mm-hmm. John Fogarty, Phil Spector not involved. Nice. Which I didn't know John Fogarty wrote Proud Mary. Did you? I did, yes, I knew that. Yeah. And so then Dave Clary at D-C-L-A-R-Y-J-R, Dave Clary Jr., I, I, I would guess, said, and owned by Tina Turner. So he's yeah. basically saying that Proud Mary might as well have been written by Tina Turner because it's hers. Yeah, the, that, that version, that t- Tina and I Turner version was, is. Yes. So it's like one of those situations where you cover a song and then it becomes the actual known version of the song. Yeah, exactly. But and speaking of QE. Yes. The very next day after we took that quiz, I heard Proud Mary at the grocery store on the radio. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy because I think I've told you this before, but we didn't say it on the podcast. The day after we recorded the episode that where we talked about Tempted by Squeeze. Yes. yes. I heard that over the loudspeaker like the over the radio at the grocery store. I know. It's crazy. So, <laughs> stuff is crazy. So, yeah. Speaking of Tempted by Squeeze, that was sent in by Robert Skolnicki of Winnipeg, Canada. Mm-hmm. Or Winnipeg. Good job on the pronunciation there. Thank you. And he, he sent us a, a new jingle. Um, uh-huh. After Joe's appearance, basically that, you know, talking about how we got his name right. So, that was awesome. pretty fun. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Robert. Uh, more clarifications. We're almost done okay. here. We, we must have, have messed lo- up a lot. We messed up a lot. So the rejects, rejects, which I never knew that it was the rejects, rejects. Every time mm-hmm. I've seen that come up on Twitter, I always just assume it's Raju's rejects. But anyway, it's at Raju's rejects, which I assume is run by the commissioner of that fantasy football league, Patrick Moffat. But, yes. you know, maybe I shouldn't assume that. I mean, people assume that either you or I run this podcast Twitter account. So you just never know. Which you should not assume. <laughs> right. You just never know. So I don't know if this is Patrick Moffat or not. But Raju's Rejects says, Rejects says, great episode. The cash song was I Hear the Cajun Coming or Folsom Prison Blues. Yes. <laughs> another, another thing that points to maybe Patrick tweeted is running this. But I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, that was that's in reference to me saying that I was song, recalling yeah. to walk the line w- yes. where Joaquin Phoenix is in the studio in in Sun Sun Studios and he's and the guy um, I think it might have been actually supposed to be Sam Phillips in the movie um, was like no he was playing these gospel cover songs and Sam Phillips or the guy was like uh, no play f- what you want to play play from your heart and he started playing and I couldn't we couldn't remember the name of the song I didn't realize it's Folsom Prison Blues or as you know the commissioner said you know I hear the Cajun coming which is you know the way that we know it in jingle form yeah and it will forever For- be known in jingle form as that yes <laughs> it's it's one of the untouchables to me I, I agree 100% now cool Aunt Claire at cool Aunt Aunt Claire. She uh-huh. said that she's been, fo- she, f- oh, I'll just read it. After falling behind, I'm spending this week binging on four months of Speak Tangents. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jason <laughs> needs a Moscato or a Gerwitz 
Treminer, which I would have to say I don't know what that kind of wine is, but I'm assuming it's sweet because she used the hashtag SweetWineFTW, which means for the win. Oh, cool. Um, and I mentioned I that, I'm, that I'm a dry wine drinker, but mm. I appreciate that she thinks that sweet wine is the winner. Okay. I'm a wet wine drinker, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy wet wine, too. And she also said, KJ, no worries is a British thing. No need to banish it, which is, you know, Hmm. I was saying that maybe I should stop saying no worries, but I like it that it's a British thing that makes me feel, you know, more sophisticated. Yeah. And Claire also says, Jason, what's not not to like about watermelon? People are weird. Uh So she's a watermelon liker. Watermelon rising right here. I'm telling you. Yeah. And now. It's on the comeback. I don't remember us talking about this, so maybe this is something you said. She said, mm-hmm. while rain is indeed on the scarecrow, blood is on the plow, not the flowers. Do you recall when mm-hmm. we talked about that? Yes. You know what she's talking about, right? I don't. She's talking about the uh, John Cougar Mellencamp song. That's the lyric from it. And we talked about it with Joe, I believe. Yes. I thought. Yeah, um, yep, we did. And Scarecrow, I th- is that the name of the song? Must be. Or Scarecrow's the name of the album, Album, I think. yeah. And uh, somebody said, Rain on the Scarecrow, and then I think either you or I said, Blood on the Flowers, which... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I do any. recall that now, yeah. So, on the plow, that's that's a good correction. It definitely is. So, thank you, everyone, for those clarifications. Not They're not necessarily corrections, but clarifications. Oh, no, no. We don't do corrections. No, we don't. No. Um, and then we got some really nice feedback um, for Joe Arrow from his um, guest appearance last week. Mm-hmm. Great, um, great episode. Listen to that one if you haven't. Absolutely. Um, Which I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't listened to that one, but, you know. <laughs> well, some people go out of order. Yeah, that's cool, too. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO said he enjoyed Joe Arrow on Speaking of Tangents. His dulcet tones remind me of the good old days in B-more. Nice. Yeah. Um, Which I believe Joe replied to and said, you know, it's hard to shake that accent or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then, yeah. you know, our weekly summarization of our show in 140 characters by Louis yes. Nosey. Uh-huh. He says, speaking of tangents in 140, Joe Arrow is on, the turnaround jingle discussion, Cop Rocks and Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really Excellent. good. I love those every week. Those are great. Yeah, and so um, thanks, everyone else, for your feedback. I, it, w- it was a great episode with Joe, and yes, we highly recommend you go back and listen to it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Todd Takei on Facebook, in response to you know our, po- our post when we announced Joe last week, he said, I sense that hype intro I love. <laughs> and then, he, you know, you, you gave him a shout-out in that hype intro, and yes. then he tweeted, shout out, affirmation, baby, or something like that. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because last week we read his about um, saying he liked that intro. And so that's, I mean, hey, you say you like one of our songs, we're going to give you a shout out in the song as much as we possibly can. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. That's the way it is. That's the way it goes. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for the feedback. We yes. really appreciate it. Do we have any Amazon reviews this week? Um, sort of. Okay. We've been talking so much about peeps that I wanted to just 
search peeps and see what I could find, and there's not really anything great. I mean, I, I try to read, try to find ones that are, you know, re, people are being real, and people are not trying to be ironically funny, or un, you know, yeah. I, I want ones that are unintentionally funny. Um, so I found a couple of things just real quick that I wanted to talk about. Um, we mentioned this before about the different peep flavors year round. Yes. There yep. is a pumpkin spice latte peep, which oh. I can't imagine no. who would like that. Well, Rob. Except, except maybe Rob, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's not listening at this point. so um, No, I'm sure he's not. Yeah. And I'm not sure he would be a fan of peeps anyway. I haven't heard him. I, he hasn't weighed in on peeps yet, so maybe we need to hear what he has to say about peeps. Um, Rob, if you're listening, what's your stance on peeps and particularly the pumpkin spice latte peep? The only other review that I thought was funny uh, was we also talked about the mystery flavors. Yes. Which I believe um, Matt Vogel, um, at Vogel Matt, mm-hmm. tweeted about. Yeah, Saw these today, feeling brave, not me, hashtag not me, which was a picture of mystery peep flavor number three, which I... No. No. Yeah, we don't need mystery flavors. Your original uh-uh. flavor is good. Yeah. It's called sugar. That's the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> sugar and marshmallow. Eat it. It's good. If you exactly. don't like sugar, I feel bad for you. Um, so um, I found one review for the mystery flavor peeps that I thought was actually worth reading. So there are three and of these, right? There are three mystery flavors? Three mystery flavors, okay. yes. And they're number one, number two, number three. And I think they've actually unveiled what they are, but oh. I'm not going to bother. Yeah. No. They've said what they are. One of them was milk chocolate and something else I can't remember. Okay. But this review gives us what they really are, or at least what they taste like. So, <laughs> review the mystery flavor. Pretty sure the mystery flavors are cat hair, chalk dust, and used fruit stripe gum. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which, did Jenny Robbins do this review? No. Not as far as I know. This review was from like, last, from like earlier, like last month. And so, which cracked me up when I read it because Jenny said that the other peep thing looked like, which we talked about before, yeah. looked like fruit stripe gum. I which, know. Used I mean, fruit stripe. Oh, God. Chalk dust. So yes. this person didn't like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this person did not like the mystery flavors. Oh, no. None of them. Because even fruit stripe gum, they put the, the qualifier of used in there because even as Jenny said in her tweet, the fruit stripe gum the flavor lasts for about 10 seconds or you know some short yeah. amount of time and then it's gone and then it's like chewing on nothing so exactly. chewing on like ball you know balled up piece of paper yeah. so it's cat hair chalk dust use fruit strike gum i would say um that i cannot i can't i don't have any problem with that review i don't either and i love peeps but come on quit yeah, trying exactly. to fancy up and you know uh get cute with your food just make it you have a good product just make the product Exactly. Make and, it work but, on making it cheaper so that we don't have to pay as much for it. If you want to actually help people out yeah, a little bit with it, yeah, good point. But you know, speaking, don't get fancy. Speaking of clarifications earlier, um, yeah. the peeps that I received in the mail, um, I I may have eaten one or two of them. And, <laughs> Just one or two. Yeah, and when I I can confirm now that how I actually eat them, these were bunnies. How I actually oh, yes. eat them, I do not eat the eyes and nose. I just okay. eat the, I bite the whole head off. That's how I do it. Oh, I like the I like the ears. You know. Yeah, you take ear one ear off and then the yeah. other. I just bite because the whole head. Because if you take head. the whole head off, it's over so quick and it doesn't suffer. But if you take like an ear at a time, you just get that. Never mind. 
Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. No animals were harmed in You're the recording a... <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> no fake marshmallow animals covered in sugar were harmed in this. And covered in well, sugar. Actually, they with, were. They were eaten. Covered in sugar with weird eyes and nose. Yeah, gosh, those dead dolls' eyes. <laughs> yes. I mean, what else? What other choice do you have but to eat it? Exactly. Did you have anything else, feedback or otherwise, for this week? No, I think that'll do it. I think that will. All right. I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is K.J. Onstead. And speaking of guests, here's another big thank you to Steve Lipton for coming on with us today. Thank you, Steve. You can find Steve on Twitter at MRLIP5. That's Mr. Lip 5. And speaking of lips, has anyone seen my Burt's Bees chapstick? Oh, seriously. How do they keep disappearing? And speaking of Twitter, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Speak Tangents. You can email us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. If you listen to us through iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a review. You can find all of these links on our website at speakingoftangents.com. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas, and I love you.